He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. We are in the year 2021. It is week 12. Technically, we are just coming to week 13. But for the podcast reasons, we are week 12, season three. I am Peter Wilco-Wilkinson, and I'm joined tonight by Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. But we're Fresh also... A long weekend, so... Can't yeah, complain. long weekend, and changing everything in your house. It's all That's fancy cool. now. Yeah. It's all cool, but well done. Uh, we are also joined tonight by the one and the only Alex McKellar. How are you going, mate? I'm doing well. Thanks, gents. Good to be here and looking forward to it. It's absolutely great to have you here. We... um. Yeah, I was just talking off the cuff on, on Thursday night about where we want the podcast to go, and you put your hand up and said, hey, I'll be a third host for a while and see how it fits, and here we are. We have three hosts for the podcast from now on for a little while. We'll see how it goes. Locked on iRacing is coming at you tonight. We managed we to suck have... someone else in to come talk with us, Pete. <laughs> we'll get it. bored of each other. <laughs> We've got plans. We've got plans. I don't think we've talked about it very much before, but we have got plans. So this will help in what we were trying to do. Obviously, the podcast is getting longer and longer um that's no secret and yeah but we'll get on to some more about that later uh but tonight we have heaps to talk about including patch notes patch notes patch notes week 13 schedules uh we've got a charity race coming up and a lot of results for you but tonight we're brought to you by the one the only cd cinematography absolute legend clayton davis that he is uh doing some great stuff over there uh brewster coffee uh, thank you for helping us out. 24-7 Race Control and driversclub.net.au. But most important thing is our Discord. Jump in our Discord. Thank you to everyone who's dropped in this week. It's been really good to see people dropping back in this week. So lockedonlads.com slash Discord, or it is in the show notes. Click on the bottom uh, link, and that will get you in there. Don't be shy. Say hello. But let's go into the actual uh, what we've been up to section of the podcast, which is brought to you by Brewster Coffee, which is B-R-E-W-S-T. Dot coffee. Uh, definitely go over to the website, review a coffee. Are you a coffee man, McKellar? No, mate. I, my sacred black drink of choice is Coke Zero, so no, not a coffee man. That's okay. I, I, I'll take the Pepsi Max, but not a coffee man either. Braden isn't even a coffee <laughs> man, are you? No, I'm not. I'm a Pepsi Max guy as well. <laughs> there you go. So we're, we're sponsored by the wrong people, sorry. Um, but no, uh, Anthony Knowles is a legend, so go help him out. 30,000 reviews of uh, coffee places reviewed around the world. No matter where you are, you can definitely go get it. Even India, all those people over there listening to us in India, go review your local coffee place of choice, uh, Brewster Coffee. But let's get into it. So we'll leave Aussie Car till the end <clears> because <throat> lots of stuff happened, but... Alex, you're the new post, or you're the, the current host. What have you been racing for the last week, mate? Well, the last week, well, aside from Aussie Car, obviously that's that's pretty much the tail of the tape for me from that perspective. Uh, although, having said that, with the the bit of a gap in between and I was putting up, a, uh, put up the track list, I thought I might uh, dive in and try and do a few track guides for the upcoming season just to see if I can't help some of the folks who race with us regularly. I, I've got to admit, I feel like a bit of a fraud when I do it, but um, hopefully if I can get through the catalogue of tracks this season, it'll be of help to someone. Hey, I totally understand that feeling as well because a few times in our the Locked On uh, Discord, we'll be having a chat and I'll, I'll go through my VRS data with someone and I feel like, who am I to be telling anyone how to drive? How to drive? Yeah. I'm surprised we'll, myself. We'll... We're doing VRS data for the ring uh, last time, and I'm sitting here telling 
Matthew Mites how to do corners. I'm like, mate, you, you're breaking too late here. You, you're not putting down, you're putting throttle too late here. You need to be doing this wrong line. And I'm sitting there going, oh, sorry, Matthew, but I'm like two seconds a lot slower than you. But I know what I'm talking about. So look, Michaela, look, the, the ring that you did last time really helped me. Uh, it obviously helped Braden because that was his catalyst for coming really fast. So thank you, <laughs> thank you everyone. It, it really does help. So definitely keep them up. Yeah, mate, I'm hoping to do uh, at least five of them. Uh, obviously, I don't know that Dover would be much help to anyone. A, I'm no good at ovals, and, and B, what, there's four corners, if you can count them as four, really. Well, there's an in and there's an out, and then there's another in and then there's another out. I might even do well, the Dover saw... one. You do the five, and I'll do the Dover one. How's that sound? <laughs> well, there were, there was there was three lines at Dover too, right? And they, they did have some nuance yeah. to them. But, uh, yeah. There's not, not much not you like can do at Dover. It there was, was only yeah, one for the Locked On Boys that was as close to the apron <laughs> as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's, that's where you need to be. Oh, I still, I should have got I should have got a podium in that race. But anyway, next season, next season, we'll see how we go. Uh, so you haven't been racing at all. You're just looking at the track guides. There's some pretty cool tracks coming up. Should we go through that a little bit later? Do we have that list anywhere? Yeah, uh, yeah, we can Aussie find it in Aussie car. Yeah, we'll go through that in the news anyway. So, and it's it's tentative; it's not official as yet. It should hopefully be official in a couple of days. Usually, after we drop the podcast, Braden, besides changing your room to make it look fancy and colourful and and give you more space, what else have you been up to, mate? Yeah, unfortunately, not much. I'm a bit in the Alex's boat at the moment. I um. <laughs> I didn't do any official races this week. The only racing I've done since um, basically last Sunday was Aussie car. So uh, I don't have much to talk about this week. But yeah, as you said, spent a big portion of the weekend uh, relocating the the rig uh, into the spare room. So it had been sitting out in the sort of kitchen, dining, lounge room sort of open area. Um, And yeah, just decided... You know what, it's time to not make my house look like I'm just a crazy racing person. I'm going to hide all this stuff away in the in the spare room. But no, it was more to do with the fact I wanted to have a space where I could actually sit at a desk um, and do the podcast and play other games and not have to be in the rig all the time. Uh, it's just a bit uncomfortable for, for playing other games. So um, that was pretty much it. Obviously caught um, the Formula One, which was pretty cool, at uh, Zandvoort. It was... Um, it wasn't the most exciting race, so to speak, but the track's really cool, and I really like what they've done with the bank curves. I, the turn three on the first lap was one of the most exciting uh, parts of Formula One I've seen in a long time, having cars going three wide and taking different lines. Wow. Uh, that was really yeah. awesome to see. Um, but, yeah, obviously, Max, just dominant victory, uh, lapping everyone except the podium getters. You know, as <laughs> I said in the... Uh, Locked on Discord, like a Formula One at times is almost like multi-class racing, watching people just get out of the way for the for the leaders. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't know if anyone caught any of that. Yeah, I did, mate. It was great. I even stayed up to watch the thing, and and those bank curves really sort of changed the nature of it, didn't they? And um, really fascinating to see. And you know, even at one point, and I was talking with Tim Gorkrocher after the SNL broadcast, and he was talking about the inside line through the turn three one. And how and I, we were sort of talking about why everyone was taking the top line, and it was because the, the cars are so long and narrow that one of the wheels would sort of come off the ground almost. And you saw when wow. Vettel spun, right? Um, and that was sort of his undoing at one point, although he didn't thankfully he didn't crash or anything. But uh, very interesting to see. And, and look, you know, fair pump to Max for for dominating the way he did. 
It was funny watching as well because there have been so many red flags through practice and all the other races as well. And all the commentators have been saying all weekend, oh, it's going to be red flags, red flags. And literally went, yeah, 72 laps, basically no issues. Um, obviously, a little spin here and there. And a couple of people went through the gravel. I think Lando went through the gravel or someone. I can't remember off the top of my head. And um, yeah, the race ended up being pretty clean. But um, it's just nice to see racing back one after that mid-season break. Um, it's just nice to see someone taking it to Hamilton. So, and Monza yeah, this absolutely. Week be good. Yeah, big, big yeah. week ahead. Um, we'll talk about, I guess, did you, you did Sunday night. No, you didn't do Sunday night lights, did you? I that's, didn't. That's no. everything. Okay, so you've literally done nothing. So, all I've actually raced the most this week out of everyone. Well <laughs> yeah. <done>. Sounds like <laughs> um, it, yeah. So, I, I took to, I don't even, well, we went to Richmond in the Ants car. That's right. The Xfinity car. And, um, yeah. I, I sat at the back, finished on the lead lap, got in the top 15, got spun across the line, was facing the wrong way across the line, but overall had pace, didn't qualify the best, which is good. That's where I wanted to be, at the back of the field. And um, for 120 laps, just I, I, there was a period, I think about 30 laps or 15 laps where I was a lap down, but got that lap back um, just towards the end and actually came into la- out of last caution with... Uh, the best tyres on the track with uh, the, the green-white checker. So I had three laps, two laps to to get it all done and was actually going well. I, I wish I had about four or five more laps because I was really starting to get inside some people. But, um, yeah, just got tapped from behind and then got punted. Um, he drove straight through me, uh, which cost me two positions, which uh, 14th was the official result. Uh, but I was in twelfth with about a hundred to go uh, and, and gaining on the on the people. So um, good result. I was happy with that. Um, now we're on to Bristol this week, which is one of those tracks that's been in every NASCAR game I've ever played all my life. So I, I do understand the track a little bit, and it's interesting hearing you talk about the three lines at um, at at Zandorf uh, uh, and. Um, for for that for that corner and yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the higher line for Bristol. Like you get in the lower line and it's it's definitely feels slower. I don't know if it is, but it just feels slower. Um, but at Bristol, I definitely want to be on the outside line. Getting about thirty to fifty laps into a set of tires before I start feeling a bit awkward um, and 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 hitting the wall a little bit. But... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does that mean you've done some practice? Does a practice, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, jeez, you're gonna be up for a I top would... five. Oh, I don't know about that, but um it's did all you f- like, it's gonna be Did you that? find uh having done Richmond in the trucks a few like a month or so ago oh, made a big difference? Yeah, because yeah, I knew the the big killer was coming out of turn two, there's a little bit of a bump and Justin Howe was showing me that. And if you get wide it just pushes you into the wall, and that's where a lot of people were hitting. And I was um I think I only hit the wall once. Uh, the whole way around, I got a one X for hitting the wall a little bit too hard, and that was because I was letting uh, Lockie go down the inside of me because I'm, you know, Lockie's behind me, and he's going, he's really fast, and I don't want to take him out, so I let him, and I just dived up a bit higher. But yeah, knowing that and just understanding that um, was was a big difference. Big shout out to Edward Foster who's been on the podcast before. He was he saw me racing in the practice session. I had about 15 minutes, and he was private messaging me as I'm driving around, telling me what I was doing wrong. Uh, and that made a huge difference. So I was driving too hard into corners, braking too hard, too late. Um, 
which was putting the car all over the shop. Once I started actually turning in earlier, braking earlier and coasting into the corners, I was actually on pace. And yeah, I think I would have got, if I'd have got the, the lap right, I think I would have got a top 16 or top 15 in the qualifying. But all the action and all the damage was happening up there. So I'm sort of happy. Like I said, I, I prefer sitting at the back for the first half of a NASCAR race and, and then work my way up slowly as cars drop out. So not too concerned about that. But yeah, it made a huge difference having to go, being able to go there for the second time rather than for the first time. But Bristol's going to be chaos. Just trying to get into the right pit bay, even with on the only car on the track, getting into the right pit bay because it's you got a pit lane on either side of the track. So I'm sitting there going, okay, so this is, yep, that there's there's a marker. Cool. The next lap I'll go in here and I still end up in the wrong pit, pit lane. So <laughs> I was going to um, say, that's that'd throw me every time, I reckon, doing that. Yeah, and I just don't know how to do it, especially if I'm running the high line. Like, it's going to be like Dover with the skippies. Like, I have to work yeah. hard and pull off to get down just into the low line to get off track. That's if we go green. Now, we had 10 cautions on the week, on last week <laughs> in, in, um, uh, Richmond. So, look, the, the, the chances of the Thunder Series going green the whole way is unlikely. But, um, yeah, I think we had strategy right. I think we did everything right on, on Wednesday night. We just, I just lacked the confidence at the, to, to push myself up a little bit further towards um, towards the end. But yeah, just had a. I avoided someone. That's what got me lapped down. So I avoided someone, got sideways, put her into the, the dirt, and then had was facing the, the pit lane wall. And that's at speed. So I just locked her up. That's all I could really think about doing at the time and just nudged the wall. But then I was in fourth and my steering wheel's around this way and I panicked and I clicked down, but I was actually clicking up on the gear shift. So I had to spin the car around so my, my brain would go down and then reversed out and then went off. And just as I went off, I saw the three lead cars come past me and that put me the lap down. Um, but we got lucky dog two two cautions later, which was... Yeah, obviously lucky and got me back on the on the lead lap. So, so I guess yeah, it was good. the one thing that we did do all do, I guess, is the elephant in the room. <laughs> it's not why we got you got you in today, today, Alex. <laughs> it just happened. Was to obviously me. we all went to Zolder. Aussie, yes, we did. We did Aussie car. Um, the final round of the season. Which wow, if you understood what was going on, I think which the Fewens and that had had a great did a great call as always but they didn't understand the 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 uh, the, the 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 little bits that were happening with the points table yeah. a the the team points they knew it was close but they didn't know how close it was b the road to 2k they didn't even mention that and that yeah, was right. extremely close and obviously the t- the overall championship wasn't um <laughs> but alex what happened in <laughs> in your race in Aussie car give us your perspective of of that one you want to forget. Well, it's two halves, really, wasn't it? The first yeah, race was. was brilliant. We should have just packed up and put the car <laughs> in the truck then. Um, no, nah, second race, anything that could uh, go wrong did go wrong. Like, um, came in for the for the pit stop. I got a pole, which I was really pleased about, surprised, actually. Uh, I didn't think I quite had pace there, but it got a couple of poles, which was great. Uh, came in for the pit, and I've been having trouble. I use Sodi for fuel calcs. Yeah, uh, and I've been having I've been having trouble all season, so I think I'm going to go back to manual uh, and just set it set a macro button or something to do it. Because um, it it like I had a, a terrible in lap, uh, and I think I, I went in pitted two laps after James, and and I had a terrible in lap. I got caught up with a bit of traffic or something or whatever it was, 
and then I come out two seconds ahead of him. Was that the and, first warning sign? Was yeah. Like, wow, it, he must have stuffed I, up. First thing I went was, holy cow, this is great. And then about <laughs> half a lap later, I went, yeah, this probably isn't so great. <laughs> um, and then uh, then the, the warnings start coming from the spotter and all the rest of it. Uh, and I figure I've got to go into pit. And I just, my just brain just left the building and I was losing time everywhere. And James was, by the end of it, you know, I'd blown the better part of a three-second lead down to about a second, if that, by the time I went in. And then I've come around uh, into the pits, you know, that funky pit lane entrance there <laughs> yeah, that's sharp right. Yeah, and the cones creep up. And that's fine. I was fine. I was well under. And then again, my brain was still somewhere else. And I reckon I did two Ks over the speed limit for a fraction of a second too long. And there's a 40-second penalty. And that 40 seconds, it wasn't even the pit stop. It was the 40 seconds that ultimately cost us the the teams. Mm. Yeah, because if you had got the penalty, you would have come out low end of the 10s, I reckon. Yeah, something like that. No problems at all, which there's an extra... 15 or 10, 10 odd yeah. points, which is, yeah, which is yeah. fine. So, yeah. And, you know, AJ was really good about it. I felt gutted because I, I, we were both, well, I was in particular really focused on the teams. And then, but <laughs> then too. I thought back, uh, yeah, I know, right. but, <laughs> it's all I had to go for. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, your season uh, as well, Braden, I, I had a similar sort of thing, a few dud runs here and there. I was surprised to finish where I did in the standings, to be honest. But then I thought, you know, there's so many times times throughout the season it's it's short but it's long um and there's several races in there where a couple of points either way even just you know incident point bonus points would have made the difference right so uh and they're the sort of details that'll that'll win you the thing they're the stuff that i focused on last season that i didn't sort of worry too much about this time um and in the end it it cost us yeah two two points was the official margin the official one, something like that. <laughs> that, that was that was our, <laughs> our, our scoring of it. It was interesting. I think yeah. I remember um, your inlap. There was a couple of things. So when Chasty first pitted, me and you both stayed out, and you had a little off at turn one, yeah. and um, I, I came around well, the inside while you and we sort of didn't battle, but uh, you made me oh. work to to get that position, um, <laughs> yeah. and. And then when uh, I didn't quite get the run, I probably wanted out of the hairpin, but I wanted to pit. Mm. So I remember coming over the microphone and I was like, you were kind of alongside me. And I'm like, well, I'm going to pit, Alex. So, so <laughs> oh, no, you don't clip me. So you kind of had to back out a little bit there as well, which probably didn't yeah. help as yeah. well. Um, so it was like mm. kind of a combination of a few things. Um, mm. I, I, I was in similar vein with the pet, the fuel thing. So I knew that we needed more than three. 3.9 uh, I needed I think based on what I was using I needed about five to be safe I think around about um and I pitted not even thinking just stupidly thinking uh, when I pitted all right I'll fill her up all the way to the top and that'll be enough and that will get me home but then I still had in the back of my mind okay I need to click off because I only want to take five liters not 7.9 liters completely forgetting the fact that I've pitted early enough where I don't need to worry about doing that so I'm sitting in the thing thinking, oh, I need to click off. It got to within a liter of what the tank could hold. So I think I had 6.8 or 6.7 or something. And I've clicked off, gone, yep, awesome, drove out, looked up at my fuel straight away and gone, oh, no, <laughs> this is not going to end well. So I basically spent the whole second stint from the moment I left the pits trying to save enough fuel 
um, to get home, which ultimately was really lucky. The good thing was I had managed to get a zero X, <laughs> but I think because yeah. I was being so cautious and I was, I was lifting out of so many corners and not carrying speed um, that I actually managed to get that zero X, which gave us those two points. I mean, like you said, there's so many times over the course of the season yeah. um, that it didn't really matter. And then I noticed when I went back and watched the broadcast as well, uh, Russell pit Alex on the line, I think mm. in the first race as well, which was two points as well. So yeah, there was a whole heap of yeah. stuff. Oh no, there was, was so it? many points. No, no, he, no it was he, Ben. Pip Chastity, yeah. or Ben, or someone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, we were, in, yeah, we were in a great battle for the top three spots, and then uh, we said, "All right, two laps to go. Let's crack on with it and have a bit of fun." And then I was fortunate enough that um, Ben and AJ started battling. He gave me enough of a gap. AJ was clear in second, and he just he did what I did every practice session that week almost uh, and forgot that we were taking the short chicane almost and yeah. just kind of half drove by it. And then, um, uh, and then you know, it allowed Ben to, to sneak up beside him and, and grab second. So, you know, any number of things this season yeah, could have changed yeah. the results, right? There is so I, um, many points you can go back to. My last lap, I used 0.52 litres of fuel and did a lap that was eight seconds slower than the rest of my five <laughs> laps. So that's that's Six. where I was at trying to save fuel uh, just to get home. So I coughed coming through the final chicane. And thankfully, I had Vernie behind me, who we were in Discord, and he's like, don't worry, I won't overtake you. we got the team's championship to worry about. So he could have easily got me earlier in that lap as well, but we had enough gap back. So a little bit of team waters going on in the background as well. So I was a bit disappointed because I was on for a podium, and it would have been really nice to finish uh, what hasn't been a great season with, with, I think, three podiums in – or three podiums in the second races over the course of the season, but at least two in a row, which would have been – Nice. So, oh, yeah. Look, it would have been a, a bit. I can imagine it would have been a bit frustrating for you. I mean, you had good pace. You were up the front the whole time, and it's just one of those things where, I mean, I got to say, James obviously uh, ran away with it the, yeah. throughout the season. You know, by three rounds in, he was he was gone, pending you know, pending yeah. disaster. There but was at a the lot same of, time, people falling away from him. I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah. And he just stayed yeah, on the there, track, and that was the biggest thing uh, he did. You know, there were probably two or three key moments. I can remember at uh, Imola uh, with the, the pit <laughs> exit drama, and I can remember uh, at Dover as well. Yeah, and Cal- the, we don't he just <laughs> he just had the the run of the the luck this season. Like it's not to discredit what he did because he, he was put always up in the up right there. spots, and that's how the exactly. luck came. Yeah. yeah, you make your own luck. Big believer in that yeah. too. So, yeah. um, and he just happened to put his car in the right spots at the right times, and you know, just got through all of those incidents that could have so easily derailed him. And you know, congrats to him; he did really well. Yeah, it was, it's, it was it's a really, been... really yeah. good season. Even though, obviously, didn't always have the best best rounds, and there was definitely a few uh, frustrated words said throughout the Discord at times when things weren't going my way. But I actually really enjoyed the season, like being up at the front the first time really for the, for a whole season and really feeling like I was actually fighting for wins, not just fighting for top yeah. fives mm. um, and things like that. It was, it was really enjoyable um, for sure. Really nice to feel competitive. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I guess I had fuel dramas as well. Um, <laughs> what? You had too much fuel? <laughs> no. So look, I was racing for, for 2k. Unfortunately, big, the big problem was, uh, Jerry Bush and, and Tim Corn couldn't make it. Tim Corn's computer just gave in that afternoon, and 
I feel real bad for both of them because Jeremy had to go to uh, his daughter's netball game. So both of them, who had a clear lead, were going to take it out. All they had to do was turn up. But neither of them could, and, and that left me third place sitting battling for the thing. But um, there was, I think it was about three points between me and Darren Lassoo, and then there was like one point to Clayton Davies and one, two points back to to a, to a handful of others. There was four of us in the battle realistically going to that last one. And I had a clear and, and really good race one, and that's what sort of gave me the edge for race two because I... I I picked up, I think, nothing on Clayton Davies because he got a, two, a zero X, but but I picked up the three or four points on Darren Lassoo, which gave me a seven point buffer in the going into the last race, which we knew. Um, which seven positions, as long as you finish, <coughs> it's all good. But then I've come out and I've got people diving down the inside. We've got Alex John coming through the field, Ben Snell coming through the field, and then they're holding me up, and I'm then other people are taking advantage of that, and the first four or five laps i'm in the middle of like this four five six long train of really battling people and it's including all these people that i'm trying to beat and i'm like well i know they're there so i just got to stay with them but then i just felt like i was in danger like a crash out at that point like loses it all the hard work's gone and i'm i just can't handle this i'm 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 fast as these guys and i can get past them but i don't want to ruin the race by doing it and then um so I got to lap six or seven or whatever it was, and I've gone, that's it, I'm out. My my race labs, which I use, which is not reliable at the moment for fuel, I've been using it, and it said pit window is open. And I'm like, seems right. My, my brain's not with this. I wasn't thinking about it, so I just went in, filled up, and I took it real slow. So I, I had a 47-second um, delta for, for pitting which was like five or six seconds slower than everyone else. But I'm okay on cold tyres. So I came out, lapped around fine. And it was that point when I realised that Race Labs, what Race Labs was telling me was, you are definitely going to need another litre of fuel. Uh, no. And then I realised, okay, this is 11 laps to go that I've just given myself, not 10 laps because I was doing maths wrong. And I'm like, oh no, here we go. So I'm, doing, I'm using point, point 0.6, point 0.558 fuel a lap. And then obviously some people started actually pitting with me uh, and coming back out around me and then I started to get draft and I was doing, that's what really helped me. If I didn't get the draft from these guys, like I was sitting behind Darren, Sue Clayton Davies and, and um, one of the others, I might have been Craig Kerman or someone like that, and just cruising. I wasn't even pushing at all. I'm just like, just stay half a second behind them and, and save the fuel. And I got across the line with 0.4 or 0.3 left. When eleven laps, when everyone else did did ten max and sixteenth, um, which is a bad way to end the season, but it was enough to take the road to K by four points or three points, and we sort of knew that all the way through. So it was a that was the celebration getting across the line. But I think it's the best fuel saving I've ever done, and I, I've done some. But Braden's like, look at my point six point two six two and six four. Look at how good this was, and I'm like, well, here you go. Here's point five eight every lap. <laughs> You're like, this is what I drive when I normally drive anyway. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, look, it, it was it was all set up with race one. Having such a good race one, I just sat behind Dennis uh, Hancock and and did some really good laps and eleventh. Um, which was a really good finish for, for, for that field. And, and that's what set up the road to 2K uh, in, ultimately in the end anyway. But yes, I, I look, well done, Alex and Alex for getting second in the team champion. It's, like, you, you, it, it, it's a miracle that anyone actually beat you, but for us to beat you, that's um, 
it was one of my finer moments uh, as as a team owner. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys must have, no, you guys did so well. Like, you won everything, right? Yeah. Everything this season, you guys won. That's a that's a great outcome. We don't do any better no, than, really, than this season. So yeah. when you've got uh, three quarters of the field, you got to win something, we, right? Yeah, that's it. That, that's the idea. And and strange, like we started this method. I guess we got the whole group together. What three seasons ago? Three seasons ago, one eleven was that they would. You know, up to one third of the field, and we're like, oh yeah, cool. It's it's us and them. You know, it's it's similar. We've got the other, we've got the green collective as well. Um, you know, there's there's three major teams involved here, and now obviously it's only the two major teams, um, or groups, I guess. And yeah, it's, it was it was far better battling. Like, yeah, I think we did really well, and I think obviously the the, the bounds we've come across in the last couple. of years, Seasons is really good. So, and we won the V yeah, it's... four. We got this, and we got the team. You got the you got like like four or five trophies out of out of two days, which was really good. So, yeah, that's good. It's great to see everyone coming along too, right? So, I think uh, everyone's being lifted by the respective people they're yeah. racing with on the track, you know. And, yeah. and that's like really that good. That mid pack, just that mid pack alone, like you, you like oh, the names I mentioned before: Craig Kerman, Darren Lasu. Um, Sean McKenzie, although he's not really a mid-pack, he's almost pushing to the top now. Um, but even like the, the crew at that top 10 mark, Dennis Hancock, uh, Tim Harris, Tim Corn, uh, Matthew Mites, which is he's really pushing for top fives and top threes rather than top tens now, uh, along with Verney. Um, like all that. Sean Doyle, massive steps forward over the last couple of seasons as well. So uh, the, whole, the whole crew there, um, really, really well done. And, and thanks for being... You know, even like John Snell, up and down, but when he's there, when he's fighting, he's as quick as any of those ones in the mid-pack. And uh, Leon Williams, 100 starts, is still, he's always there and thereabouts. Uh, that's one thing we didn't really mention too. So Braden, me and Leon, 100 starts in Aussie car, officially. Nice. So, yep, raised the bar. Yeah. yeah. Managed First to celebrate it by puttering around, three. making sure I don't run out of fuel. It was real good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. So we, we've talked enough about this. Let's get into the actual news and results because we've got bu- bucket loads to talk about. Uh, so news and updates, sorry. And there's lots of updates to talk about. But CD Synthography, go check him out on Facebook. Uh, he's got an amazing little stunning video, uh, stinger video that he's got for an intro. And it looks amazing. Go over check out his work. Uh, get him to do some stuff for you because I know there's a whole heap of lads that in the Lockdown Lads crew that are about to get him to do intro videos for their stuff. It's, it's just really good stuff, though. Go share it, like it, all that kind of stuff. That all makes a difference. Uh, and also, don't forget 24-7 race control. Uh, John Hancock and his crew over there doing some great stuff. You can see his stuff in Aussie Car. Uh, you can see his stuff coming in a few others as well. You'll, you'll see any league that's got a um, you know third party that's doing uh, race control at the moment is probably him, and it's probably really good. So go check him out as well. But let's get into this week's news, which... I'm going to start somewhere. It's not the way the list is going. I'm going to. We've got patch notes. We got and week thirteen schedule. But I'm going to start with a quick one. Um, Shuri got a hold of me during last week. Uh, so um, unfortunately, Darren McKenzie's fifteen-year-old son uh, Jake had complications with leukemia. Um, he is he, a uh, part of you know Darren McKenzie's part of the full throttle sim community and to help out with uh, Jake McKenzie's passing. They're doing a race for Jake. Um, they're raising money for Red Kite, which is which was a great help to Darren and Jake and the whole family. 
Um, this race is happening on uh, the Bathurst uh, iRacing weekend, so the 18th um, of September. Um, 19th of September, sorry, Sunday, uh, 19th of September, starting at 10 a.m. It's uh, the NASCAR uh, NASCAR Next Gen Cars uh, will be racing uh, 40 laps around. Um, what's that? 80 laps. 80 uh, laps. Up to 40, 40 drivers. drivers, 80 laps around Daytona International Speedway. Sorry about that. I'm just trying to get through this. Uh, it will be broadcast on Into Sim Esports Network, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you want to watch the race, if you want to be part of it, there's 40 drivers. So go check out uh, Full Throttle Race, uh, Full Throttle Sim Racing Community's Facebook page. Uh, or jump in their Discord, you'll be able to help them out. Uh, also, if you want to donate, uh, it's Red Kite. Uh, we will be having um, Shory on uh, and Nathaniel from Red Kite uh, over the next couple of weeks and um, to, to hear a little bit more about it and to promote it a bit more, but definitely put the 19th of September aside in your diaries to help support a, a very worthy cause for such a tragic event. So... We will move on, but like I said, we'll hear more about that over the next couple of episodes. But let's go into the actual patch notes, um, which we've got obviously some new cars, uh, some or some replacement cars, I guess. The Ferrari 488 GT3 Evo and the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car, the 992, uh, have both been have both come in. Now, I believe both of them are getting credits if you've already owned the Ferrari and the Porsche. Yep, that's right. So in the patch notes, it said anyone within the last two years from the update night um, will be able to yeah get a eleven ninety five iRacing credit. So you can basically buy the new car um, straight away for for free, basically up, upgrading yep. um, for free, um, or you can obviously choose to spend it on other stuff if you wish as well. Um, but yeah, the Ferrari was a bit of a surprise. Didn't really see that one coming. Obviously, we got the leaks for the the Porsche, um, the nine one one. Uh, sort of a couple of weeks ago, and we talked a little bit about it. Um, but yeah, didn't really see another car coming. But yeah, it's good. Always good to see a, another Ferrari prancing horse in the in the service. Definitely, we got the Hickory Motorway Speedway and the Hungaro Ring Circuit as well have come in to iRacing for this build. Um, so I know a lot of people were disappointed that the Australian tracks aren't on there um, after they were just announced in the E Series, yeah, obviously. They're... But uh, yeah, like I said, I think I said last week or the week before, I feel like we'll be getting a uh, push for Australian content when next-gen cars get released. So I wouldn't be surprised if they hold on to them until next-gen and they almost have like a Australian pack type thing where you maybe can like, you know, they'll have the car and the, and the new tracks and stuff all that at once maybe. Yep, no problems. Um, yeah, no, I think... Yeah, I think it was always too early. They announced these things. They don't want to just drop them straight away, especially for a season four patch. Um, yeah, I, I, McKellar, are you going to be getting either of those cars slash the track, the Hungaro ring? I assume you'll have to get because I will be all over that and it'll be an Aussie car straight <laughs> away. Yeah, well, that and uh, for Sunday Night Lights. Uh, have to oh, yeah. have it for the broad- broadcast, if nothing else. It'll be straight in the official season for yes, sure. Yeah, looking forward to that one actually because, you know, if you if you watch any of the F one, you know, the commentary this year was that the drivers all like driving it. Hard to overtake in F one, but there again, most tracks are. But I, Grand Prix circuits, I really enjoy. 
uh, in the skips. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. With the cars, I always seem to dip out. They always say if you bought it in the last two years, you get your money back sort of thing. I don't know if I get it like two years and three days or something. I always seem to miss <laughs> out when they replace them anyway. They're sitting there we'll going, look, Alex McKellar's just gone over the two-year mark. We're good. <laughs> that's We're not the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so thanks, iRacing. Yeah. I know you're legends, a big, aren't they? A big uh, well, not like proponent of getting the Nürburgring track in the officials. You were really mm. keen to see that, so it doesn't surprise me that you're, you're keen on the GP tracks. And how good did the Nürburgring race? Really, it was great. Really, really good. Love that track. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so we've got a few other little things that they snuck in. Now, we knew hosted I, AI Racing was coming in. I don't think we talked about it. I think that was something that dropped between last episode and this episode. So you can now, this is something we've been mentioning for a couple of weeks now. Uh, you can now have a hosted session and fill that with AI. Now, there's a few little bits and pieces with this. Once you, you've got to be really careful with how many cars you put into that because once the slots fill up with AI, you can't just replace them with real life drivers anymore. So you well, and they, I they, thought that as well, but then I thought I read somewhere in the patch notes that basically the AI are attached to yes, yeah, so, to the so if you leave, the AI then also all leave as well. So however. The problem with that is, so let's say you put a 64 pack in there, mm. you have yourself and the 62 other drivers, you yeah. leave and then go back in. Those 62 other drivers are still registered, even though okay. they're not in the session. So no one else can join. So yeah. you still got the registered that, that, limit. That was my understanding as well. But then I swear I saw, I read something today that made it's it more seem for... as though if someone left, then they came back that other people could then go in and then you could rejoin and, and then the AI would fill up yeah. again. But I could be wrong. I could have read it wrong. Maybe 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 it's for a practice session because I guess once you go in and out, but it was more the way I read it was um was they were mentioning it about okay, so let's say there's a forty field and you've got thirty of cars and, and ten real life drivers. Um sorry if it's a fifty field and you've only got thirty AI and you've got ten uh, real life drivers, you can fill those other ten spots with AI by going back the, the host guy going uh, out, okay. changing it up to forty, and then going back in. But I'm pretty sure they said you couldn't go yeah. the other way. Could be, could be. It makes so, sense. Um, it yeah. is, it, and it's important to make sure that yeah, like you said, if you're the person hosting, make sure everyone else who you want to be out of race is in the session before you jump in. And there's a few little weird bits I think we're going to see from this, where the like you said, the cars are on the hosted person's computer. So if they're dealing with lag, all the AI are dealing with lag as well. Yeah. Um, so if you want to practice driving with laggy people, you put you get Matthew Might to put up his old internet connection <laughs> and have everyone and, and host all the cars on his. Um, so are you saying that your PC has to have the grunt to run the AI for everyone else? So. I don't know I if don't... they have to, because normally when you do an AI race, you'd be doing that anyway, like if you were on your just... own. But I think for to think your internet connection is sending the data to the other people. Yeah. So um, if you say, for instance, you're dropping out or if you're uh, blinking, then the AI will be blinking for everyone else as well. Oh, what a nightmare. I would have thought, though, if you're doing it on a hosted server, they'd chuckle that on the server. You yeah, know, just I don't know why it. they're doing it this way. I assume it's a cost-cutting measure. Yeah, mate. But then you imagine, you know, old mate who's hosting the session has got a potato under his desk, right? <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, 
nobody's nobody's winning that, right? I assume, yeah, look, I assume if you can run AI races mm. at the moment, it shouldn't make too much of a difference, but there is always that added responsibility of talking back and forth with the computer. Yeah, the like, bandwidth, the the bandwidth becomes an issue. Yeah, that's yeah right. so it'll, it'll be very interesting. Be, I reckon we'll see some really funky little setups when people do it all, all, all the end. And the other thing is if you drop out, if you get a disconnect, all of a sudden, the forty other AI that are with you all disconnect <laughs> at the same time as well. So easy. That, that's sure, a lot of free places. Yeah, yeah that's right. Someone go cut McKellar's things, and we can get an extra twenty points. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's some it's cool things there. But the other thing they've added with this, and I guess it's not with this, but I think it's more aimed at the E series, uh, the V8s at the moment. There's a new healing, no damage mode, which is sort of in between damage and no damage, but it's more closer to the no damage where you'll get some minor damage and it'll look like there's damage, but it won't affect the car as much as my yeah. understanding. Is that how you guys got that? Yeah, so it was almost like <clears throat> it was almost like the old um cosmetic damage only sort of yeah. sort of like, deal. Like Grand Turismo. Yeah, that was kind of my interpretation of it. Um it yeah. seems like there'll be some little bit of actual damage, yeah. but yeah, the majority looks kind of cosmetic, I suppose. Which I think could be good, but it'll be good for practice. So it'll be good for things like, okay, Locked On's doing, we're practicing for the Hungara ring this week. We've got eight drivers in there. We've got another 30 um, AI in there. And you know the AI is going to be busted into people, but at least it won't ruin races. And you still get that practice of, of going around. It's just sort of giving people that chance to, to do sessions and, and not be written off straight away when something well, one little thing goes wrong. Real important part of doing practice with multiple cars is being having the opportunity to practice multiple lines. Certainly, yes. like I, I did a lot of laps. Well, I did a tank at uh, Lime Rock to sort of have some laps under my belt to do the track guide this week. And part of the things I was thinking about talking about were some of the strategies. I mean, it's a simple enough track, right? But, for example, really the key overtaking point into turn one, you need to practice both lines, you know. Um, You need to understand that you can break a bit later on the outside, but you need to leave uh, over a car width on the inside because between the two apexes, the car on the inside will drift out to Mm -hmm. naturally open up, things like that. And if you chuck in AI in a server uh, and race against that, those are the sort of things that you can really – start yeah. to nail, uh, particularly when it comes to spatial awareness, because if there's no car on the inside, you don't know if the line you're taking is right or not, right? So interesting. Yeah, so this is, I'm hoping that, when do all these updates take place? Is they so in there right? should be usually tomorrow Wednesday. night. Yeah, I think tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, see, that's my problem. I'm the, the thing I want to practice most with Ansgar is battling with traffic. That's my weakest point. Bristol is not in AI yet, but it's in this patch notes for the next thing. So it'll be just after the race, <laughs> it'll come in. And that, that is really hurting me because that's what I really need to practice the most. And, well, there's, and- there's a couple of things in there that come in late too. You know, because uh, Ira's uh, hill climbs tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. Uh, no, no, it's on the weekend. He's doing practices at the moment. Oh, I'm pretty sure okay. it's a weekend race. Because I'm pretty sure they were removing the invisible rocks on the invisible hill rocks, climb. yes. Yeah, so yeah. that make a no, big difference, right? It's Saturday. I'm sure it's Saturday. I'll, yeah, I'll find out. Anyway, um, there is, there's been an art overhaul for the SCCA, Ford spec, uh, a spec Ford uh, racer Ford, 
and Street Stock. I know there's a few people in our Discord that's pretty happy about that spec racer forward getting some more love, and they would like Ira to do a little bit of more love for it in Aussie car as well. Uh, there's a, the new damage model has been added to those two cars as well, which is pretty cool. And all cars now have road tyres, which is interesting. So those people who want to run dirt cars on road can now do that with every single car available. The, the thing they said was in the patch notes was every car can be raced on every track now. There's there's definitely, if there's no dirt option, uh, sorry, if the, if the the, the cars the track's not dirt and they only have a dirt option, there's now this road tyre to, to be put on them, um, which, you know, we're going to see some even crazier combinations coming up, which is really good to see. So uh, the more variation out there, the better. Uh, that's about it, except for the big overhaul to AI, I guess. Um, the AI, obviously, the all the GT3 cars are now getting a lot more AI stuff. Uh, Super late models is getting AI racing. Uh, the the supercars are getting AI racing. Uh, new track configurations include the Bristol Dirt and uh, the Bristol Single Pit Road. Uh, Concord Speedway, Five Flag Speedway, Hickory, the new Hickory, the new Hungaro Ring, which is pretty cool. Mount Panorama is getting it. Uh, Myrtle's Beach Speedway, Phillip Island, Red Bull Ring North, and the Bull Ring are all getting AI racing. But Now, there is yes. one thing we haven't left off, and this is by far the most important and the best part of this whole patch. Uh, when you don't make a change to a setup now and you go oh, to leave it, you. it doesn't ask you to save it. Yes. <laughs> it's the best thank thing. God. Quality of life, 101. Beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so if, yeah, that it's such a big difference. And a lot of people pointed that out too once it actually got noted. Um, AI has been to driving school again too, by the way. <laughs> How good's that? Don't, so, don't, uh, don't read the whole list out, but there are definitely some good ones. And if you are, uh, got some, well, you do have some spare time, definitely go read the full list of stuff. Red light, green light, ones. how a children's game can improve your racing. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Junior's oval racing checkups. Risk of rewards, a high stake, high stakes game of pit timing. Um, that was us last week. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Um, improving your rolling starts with this one simple trick. Uh, so there's about 20 here. Definitely go check out. Um, oh, mate, you those. left the best one. Engine revving and other ways to look wicked cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's from the top and I missed that altogether. Um, targeting and tracking your for Type C non-military -drone, non drones. So I don't know how that's helping, but um, yeah. Hey, there's one yes. thing, one thing. Cat out of the bag for Aussie car this season did you see the one on uh, Dover? Track grip has been slightly reduced. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. That's what I want to see. So that's going to change things, right? Yes, it will because that... everyone's going to go in. And it was foot to the floor except for the yeah. first three laps. And Not even. Was... Mate, you could bury it out of the pits and just that was yeah. it. You were done. I, I suppose yeah, I, I, I just I, I kept it just off that little bit for the first couple of laps, but I probably shouldn't have. That's probably why I went back in the field. But yeah, it's going to make because because you are borderline, and especially if you get draft and you go into a corner, mm. you were over that borderline. Mm. You need you needed yeah. to 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 um pull off. So yeah. a little bit less traction is going to change that track completely for the skippy. So I'm looking yep. forward to it. Absolutely. One yeah, other real yeah. small thing as well. Um, the sporting code's also been updated, so I have no idea what they've that. actually updated, but it would no. be interesting to um, 
would be interesting to see if there's a, some kind of summary if someone's gone through and found what was uh, updated because there probably there could be some interesting things in there. So yeah. I don't know how mm. the time to read thirty pages of the sporting <laughs> no, code to find out what's today, different. But and we're working and we've got to record tonight. So unfortunately, yeah. but we did also get the week thirteen roster a schedule come out as well. So. Look, a lot of the official stuff is ovals are still getting the NASCAR iRacing series, uh, which and the Street Stock Challenge. Road's still getting the Mazda Cup, uh, the Ferrari GT3 Challenge, and the Porsche Cup series. But that is now the Porsche 11 GT3 Cup car 992. So that's a new Cup car in there. Uh, Dirt Oval is still doing uh, Street Stock and. Uh, the UMP modified fixed. The Dirt Road is still doing the Rallycross series in the XL Lite. But here we go. Fun series. The Pickup Cup's obviously there. Delara Dash is there. And the Carburetor Cup is still there. Uh, however, we've got the Week 13 Silly Send It. The Tour Mod versus the Silver Crown. So if you want some Silly Send It action, go do that. Uh, the Road series has got the Shiny New Shakedown, which is obviously the Ferrari and the Porsche at the Hungaro Ring. Uh, we've got the GT3 Challenge Fixed, which is the GT3s after the all with all the fixes in them. Uh, the iRacing, we didn't even mention that. We mentioned the other week, but the, obviously now we're getting the damage stuff into the GT3s and the V8s yeah. and stuff like that, where it is repairing uh, fuel leakage. Uh, it was talking about steering and all these other things that uh, first and full. So that, that is another cool addition. Uh, the figure great, which is the MX-5s and the Pro 2 trucks racing around. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, the tube frame twister, which is the next-gen cars. Uh, the ridiculousness, which is the Lotus 49, the Lotus 79, and the IR18. That's going to be interesting. Tin top tussle, which is the Audi RS3 LMS. Uh, the dirt ovals have got the sling mud for fun sprint cars, the pro two lights in the super slide, the muddy mess in the wingless 36, as uh, so a 360 sprints, and the dirt road is the dirt legends. Um, no mud prices. skipping this time around. Yeah, no mud skipping, which is interesting. But this is the one I want you all to do this and give us your times. Soapbox challenge, Formula V's low fuel down the Mount Washington descent. Go do it, people. Definitely get on that. Um, any of the sticks out for you guys in those ones? Um, no, no. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it uh, is one of those week thirteens, isn't it? It's yeah. definitely the one where I'm going to go. I'm just not. I'm just practicing this week. Yeah, no, not yeah, really. Maybe just take a break. Yeah, yeah, definitely need it. But if you if you are interested, definitely get the box derby if you've got the, the downhill. Mm. Um, so that is news and updates. We are going not too bad. We're cruising along at the 50-minute mark, uh, so it's not too bad at all. Let's move into the results, and the results tonight are brought to you by driversclub.net.au. Go to driversclub.net.au, and you can get 12 months of racing for $10, and you get all kinds of cool stuff. It's broadcast racing. Uh, it's really, really good stuff. They've got the Formula V at the moment, and they've also got the... Um, supercars as well so there's more stuff coming and they're about to head into season two for everything as well at the moment so it's a great time to get in there go check out driversclub.net.au and we head into the results so the first thing we want to talk about this week is the formula aussie car formula v's which raced for the last time for season two and this week 
They went yep. to Zolder, and it was the Cameron Dance Show again. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me, does it? Um, no. So overall, take us through it, Braden. What's what's the results there? Yeah. So Cameron Dance uh, went double pole, double win uh, this week at Zolder. Uh, he was easily the one to beat. I sort of had this broadcast on in the background. Uh, whilst doing a couple of other things and the racing was definitely hot. Um, there was some big packs and uh, it kind of allowed Cameron Dance with his pace to, to skip away from the battling and, and make it two pretty convincing wins uh, this week. Um, so the official results were Cameron Dance uh, first uh, from Lee Partridge and Michael Skurlock rounding out your podium. Daniel Hedeshard, Matthew Guintini, Simon Clayson, Aaron Guintini, Ryan Jones, Matthew Harrier, and Reese Gardner rounding out your top 10. Uh, the big movers were Simon Clayson was 17th up to 6th place uh, and Matthew Harriet 15th up to 9th. Um, there was only one 0x in the whole field, which was interesting. So that went to Simon Clayson as well. So clean, quick, and uh, position jumping race for himself. And Reese Gardner managed to bank himself the fastest lap in the first race uh, with the championship pretty much sewn up barring any kind of crazy mistakes in the last race. Cameron Dance managed to put it on pole again uh, and led start to finish easily uh, taking the round, but the big mover, uh, or I guess the rest of the podium rather were Reese Gardner and Michael Skurlock who went back to back third places Aaron Guintini, Sean McKenzie, Max Donnelly, Lee Partridge, Simon Clayson, Stuart Crawford, and Jeremy Bush rounded out your top 10. Uh, Lee Partridge was the big mover in this field, 21st up to 7th, and Jeremy Bush, 20th up to 10th. Matthew Guintini, 22nd up to 11th, and Vic Benveltson, 24th up to 12th. Uh, they were your Aaron biggest Aaron as well, 10th up to 4th. Was it is a fairly big one for the top yeah, of the field there. that is a good point. So that meant that uh, Cameron Dance took uh, the round quite convincingly, uh, scoring himself uh, 101 points throughout the round uh, with Michael Skurlock with his two third places actually uh, coming second for the round. But what that did do was give us our champion for the season, and that was... Uh, Cameron Dance, who managed to hold or hold off Michael Skurlock with his in his first season for the Locked On Lads, coming in second, and Lee Partridge uh, taking out third for Aussie Car Racing Team. So, congratulations to them. We'll have to try and get Cam on to have a chat about the season, and he's now gone back to back, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, two, the first we two didn't seasons get him last of Aussie time. Car. We will get him this time, though. Hopefully, my bad. Simon uh, Simon Clayson. Uh, took out the road to 2K uh, from Ryan Howe and Aaron Guintini uh, getting the podium positions. And then very proudly, uh, after missing out by, was it one point or two points yeah, last one season? Or two, I can't remember. Yeah, one no, or two points last well season. The, the, locked on, my memory. the Locked On lads managed to get their first team championship, um, taking it from Aussie Car Racing Team Red in second and Oroco Racing in third. So well done to all those people yeah, for a, for a really good season. good season. And I guess the best thing for me was seeing how far um, the Vs came from what was pretty rough mm. the first sort of half of the first season to to some pretty good racing towards the end of this season and throughout most of this season, to be honest. 
Did you have to watch any of it, Michaela? I know you you raced in it for the first season, for half of it. Did you watch any of the second season? Yeah, I did. Um, like uh, Braden, uh, particularly, I sort of had a squiz at the last race, the last round this season. Um, impressed they've come a fair way since uh, since the first season where it was a bit rough and ready at times. Uh, sort of the thing that stood out for me in the last round was that there were some quality drivers in there um, and realistically Cameron was really fast but he also made the least mistakes and it suggested to me that there's a little bit more to driving those rookie cars than a lot of people give credit to. Yeah. Uh, because there were some some names in that that I would not have expected to make mistakes that they did, and because Cameron was so consistent, which is really important in an Aussie car season, he was able to run away with it. So perhaps a bit more to those cars than people think sometimes. Yeah, I think definitely. I think people are starting to learn how to actually race without being racy. Uh, sorry, yeah, without being being trying to win on every lap, um, every corner, which I think was the big big downfall that they were having last season and, and even to the first half of this season, I think a lot of people realised that, okay, if we work together, we actually are faster and um, there's a lot better racing towards the end of the season. So bring on season three, I assume. I just heard from Ira before. He will be on. Uh, he's still waiting for the um, actual list to come out from iRacing officially so he can then confirm his season. So we'll work out what we can do with that. But... Um, we may miss out on the actual scoop this season, unfortunately. But that is Formula Vs. We will go to the E-Series. I didn't get to watch it this week. I feel bad. But Braden got to watch bits of it. But overall, pretty much same as last week. Darren Warren, Jared Philsell, and Jackson, Susan Harlow got first, second, third. Uh, unfortunately, all in Holmes. Um, so they went to which track were they at this week? Uh, they went to the uh, fabulous triangle of Pocono. No, that was the that was the uh, that was the races. The the oh, sorry, you're right. Of the... course, um, they went to oh gosh, now I'm having a mental blank. Was it was it Bell Isle? Long was Beach? Long Beach? Long Beach? Yeah, it was Long yeah. Beach. Yes, I'm looking at it now. It's all that's good. right. I knew it was uh, a so circuit. That's the pros. So, um, very well done to all those involved. Did you catch any big big moments? Big moves? Uh, not too much. Um, it was it was pretty pretty standard. There was a big incident um, towards the back end of the race. There was about five cars uh, that got involved uh, coming around the uh, right hander uh, just after the fountain section. Yeah, yeah. Um, before you head on to that that straight, and <laughs> I, like it's crazy to think you know these are the pros, the top of the top, the creme de la creme. <laughs> And uh, someone just reversed straight back into the middle of the track and took out another three people. I can't remember oh. who it was, um, but it it was just interesting to see what you know we all complain about in rookie racing and you know the silly errors that people make and someone that that, that high caliber still um, still doing it. it was a bit disappointing to see, um, but yeah, no, the racing was pretty good. Uh, there was a couple of moves early on uh, that gave. Dane uh, a bit of a sort of skip and a bit of a head start. He managed to break a, a bit of a gap from um, Jared and, and Jackson and Jared and Jackson sort of were battling a little bit early and basically it was that three three second sort of gap that was maintained through the rest of the race. So 
Um, it wasn't just a couple of holds up the front, by the way, Pete. I believe it was the top seven rule holds. Just, yeah, just unfortunately, so you know. you're looking at that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking Madison down. Uh, very good effort from last week. Uh, got up to fourth this week. So um, very well done there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cooper Webster sitting behind him in fifth. So definitely the best of the best V8 drivers in Australia are online racing right now. So it's good but to see still, getting But still there. reversing into the middle of the track. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um, let's not go to Scott's controversy this week. We're going to have a week off from that. Let's go to Pocono where the E-Series uh, All-Stars apparently went to um, went racing around the tri-over, which Richie Stanaway beat Brody Kostecki, which is pretty much... That's a given. What's probably going to happen? 0.01 of a second between the two. Did you get to see the finish? Yeah, the finish was really great. Um, Richie and Brody were having a, a pretty good battle, and Cam was basically right on the back and sort of was almost having to make a decision of who is going to help uh, over the line, um, but ended up trying to swoop down onto the inside and have a run himself, but just didn't quite have enough to to go. The um, the B is probably, uh, I guess, not impressive. Because you know they're professional drivers, but I know he's had some troubles over the course of the E Series. Was Scott Pye getting himself a top five was really good to see um, in front of Chas Mostert, who was probably wishing he was driving the V's. But yep, percent. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like they all had to pit before lap ten, so like the the pit window was really really closed. It was basically just to try and promote any kind of racing on track. Um, being an oval yep. though, there's not really all that much you can do except for bump draft each other and hope you don't die um yeah so that was interesting there was some um yeah some some interesting i suppose moves or crashes and things but overall it was just uh what you would expect from the the all-stars on an oval <laughs> to be honest yeah. Was, yeah i'm a bit disappointed that and i know like we talked about we you know we believe we know why but yeah i'd just like to see them out out on the actual tracks rather than driving yeah. around these ovals Definitely. So out of this also, we've got some news, which this week the All-Stars are racing in the next-gen NASCARs, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, so there's an article on supercars.com that basically talked about the the partnership between um, iRacing and, and, and I guess, supercars and, and them sort of wanting to promote the NASCAR uh, cars uh, ready for next year when they obviously run in real life. So... Um, all the all-stars will be jumping into the next-gen cars and they'll be uh, running around the oval instead of the V8s uh, this week. Uh, but the Pro Series drivers will still be uh, racing the normal V8s like normal. Yep. Now, we've got a couple other V8 stories coming out now. Michaela, you read through and found a few of these interesting. We've got Murphy um, with Stanaway. Like, what, what's, your read, what's your reads on those little articles that we've got? Yeah, really interesting to see Murphy back. I mean, I was watching the, the interview with him and he said he, he had his arm and his leg and everything else twisted to get in. But, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> he, he's an old soul in these cars. I wouldn't have think, thought it would have taken too much convincing. But interesting to see him and Ingle uh, are both going to be back should the thing ever get going this year yeah. um, and see if that old rivalry can be rekindled. And uh, a few of us might uh, think to back to the olden days when it was uh, hot to trot between those two. Yeah, there might be some stuff happening on track or in the pit, pit garage between those two yet again. Um, <laughs> well, you think they might have calmed down by now, maybe. I don't oh, know. They would. They'd be all old, <laughs> just having a beer. That's all they want to do. Um, I can tell you that right now. Um, Brayden, was there anything else out of those articles that you wanted to sort of touch on? 
No, not really. It was just, um, yeah, like Alex said, interesting to see a couple of the the golden era almost V8 yeah. drivers coming back. I know that was certainly when I was most interested in V8s back when I was uh, a wee boy uh, watching watching them drive around Bathurst. You wouldn't mind seeing uh, Greg Murphy having a bit of a punch up up on the cutting or whatever. <laughs> was, was that him <laughs> that he had the big blow up through the cutting? It was Ambrose and Ambrose. Uh, oh, that's right. Was it Lowndes? Did he had a crack at or Murphy? It was Murphy, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. When they blocked the track, someone. it was, it was either Ambrose. Murphy or Ingle. That yeah. was one of Lambrose's last years before he went overseas. He so was, maybe we yeah. can have um, Ingle on the side of the road and Scafey swerving at him or something. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so, yeah. a little bit more aggression in. Uh, they're also nice these days, except for. Cam Waters and Chaz Mosser who decide to hit each other, <laughs> and I love Chaz's little comment in the in the interview with them um, about, uh, yeah, we'll be bumping doors uh, yet again. I'm sure that's what we like to do. So uh, they all know it. They all play on it. So let's head on to the next one, which is Sunday Night Lights. I didn't even check. Are we doing Sunday Lights now, or are you doing a pre-recording? <laughs> oh, let's do, let's just do a quick rundown. I haven't uh, I haven't done the pre-recorded today, but it was the. Last round, of course, we hit the Long Beach for the third time in a row. Thank heavens we're not going back there for a while. Uh, not my favourite track, I've got to say. But, um, look, I was surprised, actually. We, we were back over the 4K strength of field mark, even though we were down uh, at least one locked-on iRacing competitor who's made his name and way this season. But, know, yeah, he was actually dragging it down. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, look, we had a, a couple of a guys who's joined recently, uh, Nick Vaughan Roberts, uh, and his teammate, actually, Roger Hooker, joined us. Uh, again, the Two Fools Racy, which is a <laughs> – I love the name, if I'm honest. Makes it interesting to call. But um, uh, Vaughan Roberts stuck it on pole just ahead of Geedy, who'd uh, obviously won at the ring earlier uh, this season. O'Fray on, on, uh, in third and uh, for Quali because – those two were battling it out uh, for the top step on the podium for the season overall. So uh, the two fools were split by the, the two contending for the championship, which made it interesting. Um, a and Z drivers in there. There was no Corey Lee and there was no Braden Martin. Uh, it wasn't until we got down to sort of P9, Vasco Sarovsky, who's really been starting to cut his teeth in the top split this season, uh, along with Nichols. Uh, and Watt, uh, who's Sorovsky's teammate, they were the ANZ drivers in there. No Gold Kawabe, but a couple of Japanese drivers in there nonetheless. Look, the street circuit kind of was what it was. Uh, Roberts, I thought, was going to show him a clean pair of heels. He was he got off the line really well. Um, uh, Geedy tucked in behind him. And O'Frey was tucked right in behind uh, Geedy for the first sort of two, three laps. And then all of a sudden... Geedy just kind of almost let him by, uh, and there was a gap. So uh, Roberts had almost got away, and then uh, O'Frey just drove away from Geedy, which really surprised me. Uh, and then uh, he bridged the gap, which is not easy to do. Uh, and then he took out his, his first win of the season, which was really great. Uh, the Frenchman has been a big supporter of us for a number of seasons, which was great. Uh, Vaughan Roberts took out second, and Geedy took out – uh, the final step on the podium in the season championship overall, actually. Uh, so it was good to see him. And he cracked back over 6K I rating for the third for when he uh, when he got his I rating at the end of the night too. So good job to Ludwig, which and I should say it's his second account too. His primary account's like 7.5K <laughs> or something. Oh, really? So, 
Yeah, yeah, it is. There's a few few around. Well, his teammate, um, uh, Manu, big breaks, Luketa, he, uh, I think he, I might have ticked him off a bit because he stopped turning up after I sort of had a, a, the seventh or eighth conversation about Smurf accounts and what I think of them. And uh, I think he's just left us for the time being. But anyway, because he's got, if you can believe it, he's got two, he's got a Manuel Luketa and a Manu Luketa, and both of them are like seven and a half, seven point seven 7.7K. And then he's got another – anyway, it's it's all over the shop. Yeah. But um, those guys are good enough just to turn up, right? Yeah. Just turn up and race. Um, anyway, Laura Samadio in fourth. Roger Hooker, the other fool from Two Fools Racing. He uh, rounded out the top five. Vasco Sarovsky leading ANZ driver in seventh, just ahead of his teammate Justin Watt. They had a bit of a battle throughout. Uh, which was good. And can I tell you, one of the most pleasing parts of the season was was Vasco coming in for a post-race interview uh, last week and again this week. But last week in particular, I could just hear the the smile on his voice and the and the enjoyment that he got from racing on a Sunday night, which uh, meant, meant, I've got to tell you, it means a lot to me and the team who do that uh, on a Sunday night. So that was great. Justin, his teammates joining him. And those two, I'm hoping, will be a bit of a force next season uh, to to take the ANZ challenge up to uh, the rest of the the international drivers that uh, make SNL what it is. But uh, if I look at if I can just find the championship season overall, saw Ludwig Gedi take it out from O'Frey and Corey Lean, the ANZ uh, leading uh, competitor, he landed in third which was really good. He didn't turn up for the last race, but um, managed to have enough points to hang on a third. Giuseppe Tolini and George Maddock, fourth and fifth. And then, which, of course, bumped yourself, Braden, down with a, a no-show for the final race. Yeah. Uh, put, and and it, it's meant Vasco Sorowski jumped you, jumped you as well. So he was in sixth, yourself in seventh. Mitchell Nichols in eighth. Nathan Verney jumps up to ninth just ahead of leading uh, Japanese driver Gol Kawabe. And now I've had Jeffo watch the whole season. Jeff Mark Jeffrey, who is, I call him the, the stalwart of ANZ Skippy Racing, plies his trade usually in the second to third split. He was as high as fifth this season, uh, but fell down just outside the top 10th in 12th. Uh, and, yeah, look, I was – it is for guys like Mark, uh, for Vasco and the excitement that I hear in his voice – those sorts of people are the people we put it on for. We really wanted to give a platform to the local guys. Um, and, you know, I, I've had some messages with Mark and he calls it his F1 race of the week, you know, and that sort of stuff, honestly, is what keeps us going on the on the days when it's really hard to rock up and put try and put on a show, you know. But so Ludwig Gieti became the 10th driver in SNL history to take out SNL and the official season overall uh, in the same season. We cracked up our 279th race in our 24th season, which was great. Our um, our strength of field average was just a tick under 4,300, down from the last couple of seasons, but still not too shabby under the condition. So really great season. And, and you know, personally, I want to thank all the drivers who turn up each week uh, who, you know, really put on the show that uh, we enjoy, uh, you know, just having a laugh around and, and trying to put on what we do there on uh, on Top Split TV. Yeah, it was a really good fun season. Um, it certainly, again, taught me a lot about, about racing. Like, it's just a completely different style of race to when we race in Aussie car. The Aussie car races seem to be a little bit more line of stern for a lot more of the race. And obviously, you know, there's sort of your six to... 
10 really quick guys in the Aussie car who are sort of up around the front at the same time, whereas everyone in that race is, you know, really fast. And if you're um, even just half a step late on thinking about defending or or you just don't think someone's going to make a move on you, they will make a move on you. And it's, it's definitely um, made me a better driver, I think, getting into those top split races this season and, and really having to fight and, and really sort of apply some different skills that I might not always have to use in the Aussie car races um, as regularly. So I definitely think it's helped me out a lot. Yeah, look, the the Europeans that, that come up, particularly the ones at the pointy end, they they race uh, more aggressively. They race with more confidence. That So you look at someone like me, I will, you know, if I think I'm about the same pace as the guy in front, I'll sit there with him because I know if we battle, we're going to cost time that I'm just not going to get back. On, yeah. on the class of the field in, in, that turns up on a Sunday night. Whereas those guys typically have the confidence to put on the moves. I mean, you saw the likes of Giuseppe Tolini at Snedded and he was chucking it up the inside. Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Ultimately, it cost him, It cost him, you know, and George Maddock because he, he chucked it up the inside of Kawabe and took out Maddock, who was in front of Kawabe, if you can believe it. So that's how yeah. far he sent it. Um but, yeah, look, it's a different style of racing, very, very competitive. I mean, you see the guys that rock up there at the point end, you know, Benny Simonson, world-class driver. I mean, he's, he's a 24-hour a spa winner in a Ferrari, held the track, track record at Bathurst in a, in, a, in a Ferrari there for a while. Um, Ludwig Giedi's won a, a Formula Renault championship in Europe sort of thing. Um, there's a few of them there that are that – are, I mean, we had Oscar Piastri there for a little while. Lando Norris has raced in it. Um, yeah, it really is a different style of racing, and it's a balance between racing smart and racing hard and racing yep. really hard. Um, and it's the guys who can get that right. And once you've earned their respect, um, you'll find you'll get a lot less sends uh, and a lot more, you know, smarter racing. Because if they think they've got, uh, they spotted a chink in your armor, yeah. they'll have a crack at it every time. It's like that. Yeah, they can smell the weakness, and they 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 take it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. And I tell you, it's a lot of fun. I just, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully having a few more ANZ guys uh, in the field next season too. It'll be good. So I've got a special little thing. We, we've wrapped up the Sunday Night Lights. Just a quick question, Braden. Where'd you finish overall in the season? Uh, uh, in the racing season? Oh, in the iRacing season? Yeah. Oh, I haven't checked, but I think, I think in Division 2, I was sitting fourth, maybe? ish I, I honestly can't remember i can find out for you yep yeah i'll go have a you keep talking i'll go have a look well what i'm going to do now is we're going to go on to aussie car skip barber but i've got a special little thing to chuck in here so if you're listening right now we're going to get the one the only rf elberg in to talk about what's happening with next season uh right now and then we'll go into the results so bear with us we'll be back in a second take it away ira and welcome ira to to the podcast yet again, mate. It's been a season, both of V's and Skip Barber yet again. What? It, first of all, what were your thoughts on the both the seasons? Uh, yeah, both uh, pretty good seasons. I was going to say uh, well, thanks again, guys, for having me, and hello, everybody. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it was pretty good. The um, racing in the skips was, um, well, <laughs> as you guys know, especially at the front, like, I don't know if we broke some kind of record or something, but... I think we had, um, well, we had the, you know, the triple zero tied, which was 0.02, I think, in the end. But five races, I think, under half a second. And, like, at Dover, there was 
eight cars and half, under a second or something like that. It was just crazy. So, yeah, probably one of the best seasons yet for the Skippies and a few people got unlucky <laughs> not mentioning any names. Um, <laughs> yep. But it was interesting because you did call it, Braden. Do you know who you predicted at the start of the season? Uh, Chasty, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. You said James, so yeah, it was his season. And look, he's been well-deserved. He's been trying for a long time, so yeah. And um, and then in the Vs, um, that was another pretty crazy season, really, in a lot of ways. It took everyone probably till about the halfway mark, I think, to sort of start, you know, before the racing actually got, like, pretty good and there wasn't many incidents kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, but the second half was definitely really good. And, the, yeah, the potential's there for, like, crazy sort of, you know, like, yeah, packs of 10 running to the line and stuff like that. I think next season's probably going to be, uh, yeah, I know I keep saying it, but it is only the third season for them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, should be should be really good. I'd say it'll be the best season yet in terms of racing. Everyone's sort of starting to get used to each other. And the Skippy's got the advantage, obviously, you know, like eight or nine seasons now. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Especially when some of us have been racing together for 100, 100 races. So congratulations yeah. to everyone getting to 100 races for Skip Barber. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the guys, Nathan and those guys doing the new spreadsheet, they alerted me of that a um, week or two ago. So yeah, that was nice to reflect on. It's amazing how quickly it goes. I think, yeah. I've, I, think I missed one season out doing race control at the start. But um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been good. And uh they just seem to be keep getting better. They're one of the most popular cars on there, obviously. Like the fourth most popular car driven, I think. So it'd be nice. We're getting about 30 cars. It'd be nice to see probably like another five or ten cars, uh, to be honest. Just make the mid sort of backpack racing more interesting because it's good at the front now. But, you know, I'm a mid backpacker, same as you, Wilco. So <laughs> it's we've had good races too, don't get me wrong. But a couple of them, especially on the bigger tracks, there was a couple of races yeah. there. It was a bit lonely. I know just, the Giro got a bit like that down the middle. Yeah, track. just cutting laps. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll look to, you know, I think the tracks next season are going to be a bit shorter too anyway, so, so that let's, probably help. Let's talk about where we are for next season now. What have you got to announce tonight? I know it was, we have just talked about before, everything is subject to change because we are a little bit late with the iRacing's actual official schedule, but tell us your thoughts on, on next season, what you got planned. Yeah, so the schedule will be out 9pm Eastern tomorrow night after we record this. So by the time this is out, probably a few hours or whatever, people can check. So there is a list that's been submitted to them. And most of the time, they stick roughly to that list. But occasionally, like last season, I know there was a couple different. Um, but yeah, most of the time, so we, we, we sort of can't confirm, but it's only 24 hours away. But basically, the list that's been confirmed to them for the skip barbers will be lime rock um and then there's a european uh track road america road atlanta another european or the new track which will yeah we'll discuss but and then laguna seca so uh, that to me just looks like a season of usa tracks and we like to keep a theme or i like to keep a theme so it's going to be season 10 usa and we're going to substitute a couple of those tracks in and out so this is how we'll look um, to be confirmed, obviously. Yeah, Lime Rock, round one. Then Mid-Ohio, round two. That's a great track in the Skippies, and we haven't been there yet. Then Road America, same ditto. Another really good track in the Skippies. 
uh, nice flowing and good overtaking. Then Road Atlanta, and then Dover back to Dover for the oval round, and then Laguna Seca will be the uh, last do we round. Have to do Laguna Seca. Anyway. <laughs> well, um, a couple of people on the Discord were asking to swap that out, so um, I could potentially like be convinced of that because. Um, you know, I mean, we're trying to keep free tracks, but it's, that's sort of more actually important to the Vs, not really the skips. So, yeah, look, if what? enough people said, um, let's do something else, I'd be happy to do that. What's I, everyone's Bella, problem with Laguna Seca? I, I like it. I don't mind it. I think it's a cool little track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't I just, mind it. It's flowing. It's hard to pass. It's just all. experience for me. I just hate every time I've gone there, there's something's gone wrong so oh come on we did a whole uh vrs enduro around there yeah and Plenty remember what happened i put myself into a wall and ruined oh. the car for bernie so <laughs> um Michaela, what do you reckon of those tracks i know lime rock is going to be interesting round one yeah it will be it will be interesting mid ohio is a bit of a bogey track for me but if we're following it with road american road in atlanta i'm pretty happy um oh, can we do uh, two those... weeks of mid ohio then <laughs> <laughs> no, no but the racing at road america is really really good in the right group and i think we got that and road atlanta is one of my favorites i've had some some good races and good results there so i'm looking forward to those lime rock will be interesting um bit pr- pretty tactical dover you know what with the track changes of- Lime Rock, we're looking at Ira. It was classic. Yeah, that's what okay. it's, that's what's been submitted. Classic. Okay, no problems. I'll be jumping uh, up the hill a little bit, which will just be enough to put it off off balance. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, so look, that's what we've got at the moment. So Dover, we were talking about it mid podcast. Dover's lost some um, grip apparently in the post in the patch notes. What do you think that's going to do to Dover? Um, ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll make uh, people uh, drive a bit more sensibly. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I think, um, and look, you know, uh, you know, I think someone in the Discord said you put a bunch of road races on an oval like it's going to happen. I think people will learn from it, but, and, you know, part oh, of me You doing... can't possibly be listening to Ryan Jones, can you? What's he <laughs> No, well, part of me doing this right is I'm kind of trying to introduce people to the world of ovals, which, you know, has worked. Like now Wilco's doing Anscar and other stuff as well, scraps and that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a whole different beast. And I think people realise, like, you know, you, you kind of just got to hang around and be there at the end. There's no point taking risks and going three wide, like, early on to get to the front. There's no, <laughs> there's no advantage to be gained. And... And I think one thing that people probably don't really understand is that with with the with the when you're on an oval, right? The oval car he doesn't just need the space that he's in, but he needs the space around him to be able to because the cars are moving around and all that. And I think once people realise, you know, you can't run like thirty centimetres, you know, with someone lap after lap after lap, and just respect the space a little bit more. I think you'll find like it'll be pretty pretty decent racing still. Yeah, yeah no, I'm looking forward to it. I just now, think that, you'll, it, that little less grip will make a big difference, as we will talked about before. One thing I'm interested to see is, do I see the Vs heading to an oval? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I was going to say, uh, um, we haven't done V tracks yet, but yeah, so they will go, they'll be coming up to season three already. Um, so they'll go Lime Rock, Mid-Ohio, and then probably Summit Point. To put a free track in there the other thing is summit point in the v's is actually really good the racing there's like i've done a few and yeah it's pretty good 
Um, I, the only we I, I sort of did have Road America, but Jay was like, he thinks it'll be too long. It's like, yeah. I think it's close to three minutes. So it's a nice flowy track. There is a shorter version there too, which we, we could be tempted, but we'll probably just yeah go Summit Point, then Road Atlanta. And then for the Oval Week, which the Skippies will be at Dover, yeah, we're going to go, I think it's time for the v's i'm a bit scared but um <laughs> i think it's time for the v's i think they're ready honestly the drivers in there three seasons now they know what they're doing and they go pretty good around there um around the oval so yeah it's going to be the other thing is you know i've got to kind of i kind of got to keep the hype train going you know you want people excited about coming back so yeah i think it's time to chuck an oval in there we know how much fun it's been in the skippies so and the V's, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. And is that USA Speedway? Is that what we're going to? For? Yes, USA Speedway, yep. I think Dover's a bit too big yeah. for them. We might go there maybe later, but it's a bought track anyway. But so also, it's a free track, to, so yeah. The, the yeah, trying to keep... Yeah, and I've done a few laps around there in the V, and it's pretty good. It's very similar to the Skippy, but you got more grip, to be honest. The tyres are a lot better. I'm not looking forward to Skippy's going to Dover with the tyre change again. That was <laughs> painful. That was really, really bad. Uh, so where's the last race? Is that they going to Laguna, Laguna Seca? Yeah, or if that one gets swapped out, wherever that'll be. Um, so, yeah, if enough people ask for it, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, cool. Okay, so and... No other news to announce? No other new series uh, you want to drop on us? Or just going to talk about the hill climb next? Oh, uh, look, there's there's a lot happening, I can tell you that. There's always yep. stuff happening. Um, for those that don't, aren't in the Aussie Car Discord, I did post about it this week. But the the main issue now is mainly time slots, yep. just because, you know, everything's starting to fill up. Um, but, you know, um, I, you know, I could go to like another broadcaster maybe but i don't know I, I just don't really see the need and it's not it's not really a loyalty thing right it's just when i see someone i think is better than sim speed then i'll think about it <laughs> but at the moment to me they they they're all doing an awesome job and they might be waiting thing. a while to find someone better i think <laughs> yeah well you know jay's been around for so long and yeah so uh, to me they're the best in the biz so i'll be just waiting um, with it's it's been talked about um, obviously in Discord and also I did a survey, and that was quite interesting actually. Um, I probably should have got it up because I could have told you a few things. Um, but yeah, there's a few obvious patterns that are starting to to come in there. So uh, I don't really have anything rock solid. Um, the next event basically that probably will be added will be uh, an event like at the end of the year and then. It, a lot of it depends on content release and like you know i've got people asking me all the time about f1s as well but uh, yeah the weekend stuff like it's a whole nother beast it's quite tricky yeah. so um nothing really to say there and the only other small change really is the points for the enduros um suggested by um our good man here Braden, that the and it was funny because before he actually suggested it to me i'd already been thinking about it um to increase the gap so in the normal races it's two points then one and the enduro is double points and to me if you get a good result there it should reflect that yeah so now it'll be four points and two just to like reflect that so it's only a small thing but i'm really just on the points i want to say i'm really happy with where they're at because cameron in the v's um speaking of interesting season you know he showed like he was 
he was 29th after the yeah. first round. And I thought to myself straight away, right, this is going to like test my, my theory and it's going to be really interesting to see if he has good results, can he actually, you know, with those extra points the way they are, can he make his way back up there and, yeah, it worked perfectly. So well, pretty happy with that. I'll just add to that. I think I was about 29th after the first round as well and I didn't win the championship, so maybe they're not working as well as you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you had a few uh, a few more uh, bad results than the first round. Yeah, look, uh, it's, you know, hey, it goes to show you, you know, racing is you got to be fast, right? But there's definitely a bit of luck involved and there's something about it too. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe in, like, you know, fate or any of that. But, yeah, sometimes it's just not your your time. Okay, so quickly, excited about the hill climb on the weekend and, and quick rundown of and, and promotion of that? Wednesday, yeah, so, right? to, well, it's actually tomorrow night. So, oh, yeah, sorry. I've just My been uh, qualifying there. So, yeah, it's been, um, I've had, like, a half-decent response. So, about, um, oh, I have to add it up, I think individually about, 30 people maybe so um yeah it's interesting the hill climb kind of seem to either love it or hate it um but it's a lot of fun um i reckon i like it's something about like i've always liked rally you know from way back when and liked all the colin mccray rally games and all that sort of stuff so yeah there's something it's it's hard like it's brutal but that's kind of what i like about it too you know um the fact that it's like nurburgring on steroids that's what i say to people so, yeah, and it's looking pretty close. Like, I was just watching uh, yeah, and qualifying there and, like, in the V, our esteemed SimSpeed uh, commentator, David Haynes, he's done a 28, 628. So, two, I'll have to do the results after, but he's, I'd say he's going to be the fastest qualifier. So, yeah, but um, most of them have got sort of five to ten people in each class. So, yeah, I'm looking good for a couple of top fives if I can make <laughs> it to the top. So, yeah. yeah. So check out SimSpeed yeah. tomorrow night for that or by the time you It's a bit early. Tonight. Yeah, 6 p.m. I'll just say real quick. It's a bit earlier than normal because the build's dropping at 9. And if we start at 7.30 and we normally go like an hour, hour 20, so it was cutting a bit fine. So, yeah, tune in. It'll be broadcast live. Four different classes, so it'll be it'll be ha- all happening pretty quick and the cars will be leaving at 30-second intervals. And um, it'll be real interesting because um, during the week, I'd, I did a session and Shane was in there and I was just watching from the cockpit and, and seriously, it was just off the chops. Like you're going to see some like in, incredible skills tomorrow night on the in-car stuff. So yeah, tune in. It'll be well worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely do that. Uh, so we've got to quickly go through the results from r- the final round. Do you want to hang around for that? Sure. Yep. Give your two cents on the thing. So, Braden, you're the master of this spreadsheet. You can make it do its fancy things. I can at times. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, we've got the results from Zolda round six, the final round of the championship. We have got... Why has that gone you, that way? You just broke the spreadsheet. No, sorry, right. I and fixed just it. so everyone knows, this is behind the scenes stuff. When Braden does this, <laughs> we get to see his crutch. That's how the webcam works. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've got oh, our very own Alex McKellar, who had obviously the double We're claiming him already, before. are we? There we go. Yeah, our <laughs> very own. Our very own. He's going to be in a pink and, pink and blue car in no time. It's oh, uh, not enough green in it, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to take the first race uh, from Ben Snell, Alex John, and my good self in fourth place. 
Uh, Russell Clark, James Chastanoff, Sean Doyle, Nathan Verney, Tim Harris, and Dennis Hancock rounding out the top 10. It wasn't a great deal of big movers. Ben Snell, fifth up to second. It was nice. Um, Ashley Knowles, one of the locked on lads, 22nd up to 13th. Jamie Willits, 19th up to 12th were your main big Ira movers. Filter, come on, 23 to 16. Ooh, Shout him out. All right. I did miss that. I did miss that. Battling um, for P, I don't know, what were we, 15th, Ira? Me and you? Yeah. 14th yeah. to 15th. Yeah, around there, 15th. That was a good race. That track was awesome. Race it was. two, with all the fuel controversy that we went through <laughs> earlier, saw James Chastanoff take uh, the win from Russell Clark, Ben Snell rounding out your podium, Alex John, Sean Doyle, uh, myself in sixth place after having no fuel left, Nathan Verney, Tim Harris, Ashley Knowles, and Craig Kerman giving himself a top 10. Do you think that might be his first top 10? I'm going on a limb and saying, yeah, I think yeah. it is. It, uh, he might yeah. have won. He might have won already. I don't know. Yeah, so good on uh, you, Craig. That's a good uh, finish for you for yourself. And qualified ninth as well, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, uh, your big movers one. from that race were obviously Ben Snell and Alex John, 18th up to third and 19th up to fourth after neither being out of set qualifying time. Ashley Knowles, again, 23rd up to ninth, um, having some computer issues, if I remember correctly, uh, causing him some troubles during yeah, one of the dropped out in VR. I, I, it was it was the reverse of Catalonia. No, uh, um, the Circuit of America, where everyone tried to hold the grid up as long as they can for me to get in. I was doing the same, and he got in with like nine seconds to spare. So very, yeah. very well done. Uh, Sean McKenzie, twentieth up to eleventh, uh, round out your main big movers. It meant that for the round this week, uh, it was actually taken out by Snell. Yeah, so you had a four point gap back to Russell Clark and James Chastanoff and Alex John tied for third for the round, which was good to see. Uh, championship results. Uh, James Chastanoff, the, the pick of the bunch, 60 points ahead of Alex McKellar, who was six points clear of his teammate, uh, self-proclaimed the other Alex, Alex John. <laughs> uh, Russell Clark, Sean Doyle, Matthew Mites, Nathan Verney, uh, myself managed to sneak into eighth spot, Tim Harris and Ben Snell rounding out the top 10. And the uh, big one was the battle for 14th and 15th, where I pipped Ira by three points in the end. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you also managed to pip a few people for the road to 2K, Peter. So that means yeah, that you've banned I, I still, yourself from competing. Victory. I'll say it right now. It is a hollow victory. Yeah, but, so that uh, leaves no. us some interesting... Uh, there was battling. three people ahead of me that dropped out in the last three weeks. But anyway. No. I'll say so, something about that at the end. Peter Wilkinson, Darren Lassou, and Clayton Davies uh, took your podium places for the Road to 2K. And then, as we said earlier, Locked On uh, podcast news and results got Locked On second team's championship for the for the, for the week, uh, over two points over top split racing, uh, and third place going to Van Diemen Racing, just pipping that third place from uh, one of the other Locked On podcast interviews teams. So a good season all round. Um, Looking forward to the next one. So, Ira, thoughts, words? Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, quickly about the trophies. Look, um, that, it is that's one thing about road racing, right? I always tell people they don't give trophies to the people who don't show up. Now, I'm not saying those guys didn't show up. They had other things on, but we don't do a dropped round, which is a bit unfortunate. And um, 
that's something I've actually thought about. Maybe for the road to 2K, we could do a drop round. But here's the thing about that. Then to me, it kind of like devalues it in some way. And then it kind of makes it like, you know. So, yeah, I just like, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. As we know, I've been watching motor racing since the 70s. So, yeah, I just like to stick to, you know, rock up every week. And unfortunately, it happens to us all at some point. Well, this time it went your way. Like next time it'll go someone else's way. Never go my way again. I'm not in the road to 2K anymore, unfortunately. I've got to battle with <laughs> well, these big boys up here. <laughs> yeah. Battle for the top 10s again. I better start getting my eye rating up now. I don't have to hold it down anymore. Did I say that loud? <laughs> Sorry. Um, thank you so much, Ira, for giving us the, the scoop yet again uh, and also for a great 100 races. Uh, not only that, but probably, what, 200 races when you're taking TCR, V8s, and obviously V now, Aussie cars come a long way over the last year and a bit, two years. So well done on a great series. And thank you for making our podcast a place where you're announcing stuff again which, uh, now, which is good. Yeah, well, no thanks to you guys. A lot of those numbers, obviously, because the work that the podcast done. So, yeah, thanks to you guys. And it's a real community thing now. And, yeah, it is nice to reflect, um, you know, it's amazing like how quickly time passes and, yeah, all the racing that we've had and the... You know, I just want to thank a couple of the Locked On boys too, Maddie, Mike, Nathan, Tim, because they've made a new electronic scoring, automatic scoring system, and they're going back and they're putting a lot of this data together. And, you know, I, it was interesting because I think it was when Alex did his podcast, he, he said one of the things he likes about iRacing the most is all the numbers and all that. And it wasn't until I heard him say that that I realised, like, I'm the same, like, I'm hopeless with numbers, right, but I love all that. <laughs> The history, the stats, like I've got all the old touring car books on my bookshelf and wins and yeah, it's 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 going to be awesome. We've already got like a, a pretty good history and look, I just want to say, yeah, real quick too, obviously, because, you know, I am the um, admin and sometimes the bearer of um, bad tidings, but uh, honestly, like I'm dead set having the time of my life, like, you know, someone who saw the birth of computer games to be able to like, you know, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think we could sit now you know sim caves and race each other and even when i got on iRacing i was like ah there's got to be a way to like you know just battle people every week and it's been a lot of hard work to get there but um yeah i finally got a place and honestly like i said i I couldn't tell you how much enjoyment i get out of the racing it's just yeah it's been a lot of fun so thanks to everybody involved it's it's real community now it takes a lot of people to make it happen and uh yeah onwards and upwards that's it. Thank you very much. And we will catch you sometime in the next six weeks, I think, when we announce season 10. Oh, 11. Yeah. That'll be up to next time we talk to you. But anyway, have a great week, Ira. And thanks again. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. And thank you so much for that, Ira. I'm definitely looking forward to season 10 of Formula Skip Barber just because we're going back to Dover. And it's my only chance to ever get back on the podium. Uh, even though we are focusing on Snetterton 200, uh, this ice iRacing official series, so we may end up there in the future, which is the home of my only ever podium in Aussie car. And SimSpeed wouldn't talk to me. I'm not salty about that still. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Alex, before we go quickly into these uh, little pre-recorded bits of the upcoming official season? Uh, we haven't really talked about too much. We said we were. Yeah, look, I haven't looked at the the schedule yet, to be honest. Uh, I think the interesting bit is always uh, we start with uh, Lime Rock 
Uh, we start with a free track each season. Uh, it's something that I actually suggested to Philippe uh, a, few, a couple of years ago because Philippe Lebert organises the, the, the track list each year and I thought it was always a good way to try and catch a few rookies on the on the tail end of their rookie career, chuck up a free track, but then, of course, you open the floodgates and you get all these people in there that, <laughs> you know, can or can't race, you know, anyway. But look, looking forward to Hungaro Ring, looking forward to Nürburgring again. Uh, I don't know if you guys know my sordid history of that thing, but it's, you know, I bought it when it came out. It didn't work. And then because um, uh, of reasons, it wasn't optimised or whatever. Uh, and then it hasn't been back for five years. And I just kept, get, <laughs> kept getting bumped. Every every time there was a new track, yeah. you know, because they bumped it, it was just always Nürburgring. <laughs> anyway, so looking forward to racing that again. Really enjoyed it, although I didn't get as many races I would have liked there. Um, I'm actually thinking this season, you know, I might have another crack. Uh, I, have, I had last season off pretty much to focus on Aussie car. I only did a handful of racing. Um, but there's a couple of goals. I always like to set a couple of goals, you know, maybe try and win the ANZ Club if I can, try and get on the front page of the overall official standings, which is a real challenge for me, if I'm honest. I've done it once or twice. Yeah, I was 43rd. Um, I just had a look. Just missed yeah, out nice. 18 spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been on the front page a couple of times. Um, and I want to crack, uh, see if I can crack 1,300 points. I've never cracked 1,300. So a uh, couple of good things to go for there. Does that mean we might see you in some Sunday Night Lights races and not behind the commentary booth? Or nah, well, the only thing I was thinking of doing is maybe the warm up race, because um, yeah. it's it's usually right up there. Sometimes actually the warm up races pip the the main race for strength of field, um, but again it's a different kind of racing. You do your races during the week, you get a twenty five, maybe you sneak in a three case off. When the big boys come out, it's a as we discussed, it's a very different kind of race. Yeah. Um. The Braden, any quick thoughts before we move on to Ian's car and Aussie Pass? Oscar? Yeah, no, just looking forward to um, the upcoming season. I, I, I've done Road America in an LMP2, surprisingly, in an IMSA race I did when I was driving other things other than a skippy um, and and enjoyed the track. So looking forward to Road America. Obviously, Road Atlanta was half of the track was in last season, which was good, and I had some good success there. So um be nice to to go back there um and in terms of the overall uh season um for season four yeah some nice nice tracks to see mid ohio back as the full circuit not the short one um road atlanta being the full this time around and yeah some other tracks i had some good luck at maybe hockenheim and nurburgring gp um and even brands hatch um we've done in aussie car a couple of times now so it's nice to start to get some tracks now where i won't have to completely learn them um from yeah. the start i've been around long enough now that i sort of have that base of tracks and um can hopefully focus on getting faster rather than learning the track i think road america is one of those ones i've raced about every single car there except for the skippy yeah. um, I've, do- I've done the porsche cup car there i've done uh the lmp2 i've done the v8s i've done some gt3 work there as well in the ferrari um but never taken the skip there. So it's going to be a very different track, but at least one that I do know. Uh, and, and Road Atlanta, same same deal. Although Road Atlanta's been in the skips for a couple of seasons now in the officials. So um, it, we always seem to be there or thereabouts, and it is a lovely flowing track for it. But just, said, just, watch out, 
Yeah. So I just going to say, just watch out turn five at Road America. I know the draft in the skips a little bit different at the moment. It's not quite as dramatic, but turn five down the end of the the really big straight at the start. Yeah. That's that's a death trap. So just watch out. <laughs> Could imagine it's a death trap in an LMP two or a um, V eight or anything like that. So. Um, yeah, are you no, going to have but... a tilt at the official series this time around, Pete? Are you going to have well, some time to actually uh, put th- in some officials and actually grind up that I-rating? Yeah, I could probably have time. I think I might, might try and make some, some room, um, especially looking at it. There's not many that I've got to learn. So um, that's a very big plus. And if it's going to help Aussie Car Series, uh, which it will for at least a couple, couple races, that's definitely worth the crack. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely... I'll def- definitely be looking at it. If if things go my way, I'll I'll try and do a bit more of it. So that, that's my aim. <laughs> See how they oh, go. Watch out for watch out for Coda West Week Eleven Jeepers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing's shocking. Oh, we <laughs> had some that... fun at Coda, Alex. <laughs> Coda's good. Coda's good. Coda West. Yeah. It just cuts out the 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 nice bit and then the big <laughs> long back straight. <laughs> so, and the off tracks there are insane. You know, the part you like, we're going to take that out and you're just going to have the yeah, part you don't like and race. Yeah, it. there's very, very little I like about Coda and they took it out for that. So. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So, look, let's move on to Anne's car. Let's get Carl with you to take us through the week that was in Anne's car with the chase, the trucks, although I don't... Yeah, anyway, I think uh, it's all there, but Thunder, he'll give you a wrap-up of how bad I went in that. So take it away, Carl. Cheers lads and hello chaps and chapettes and welcome to the Anne's Car Wrap Up. I'm as ever Carl Withy and this week we start off with the trucks from Iowa Speedway for 130 laps of the short track in the heartland of America. It was a Mitch Motorsport lockout on the front row with Gallagher taking pole over Martin next to him. The tricky little track was hard to master with everybody finding the tails to be a little happy. The first half of the race ran smoothly, with most cars sticking to a single line, although we did see some masterful overtakes throughout the race. But as we got to lap 70, the trucks came into pit lane for green flag stops. A few drivers would struggle on cold tyres, especially on the exit of turn number 4, and on lap 77 that happened. As a few drivers stuck it out for the long stint, they got what they wanted, a yellow flag, as Priest lost the rear and took out the 31 of Josh Micklemore meaning we saw cars that stayed out getting to pit under yellow and save some time. But the old saying of cautions breeding cautions came to fruition once more as we saw six more yellow flags come out. The race had a fair few interruptions up to the final where we had free to go until we finally saw another caution and the green-white checker came out. Danny G tried his best to hold on to first place with his old tyres, but he failed to keep the lead over Andrew Dyson, who on fresher tyres made the pass on the very last corner, taking the win by 0.05 over eight over Danny G, and Aidan Schultz in third position. Fourth was Riley Curtis, who had gained 29 spots in the race, with Matty Ray in fifth. That means the championship after two rounds stands at this. Stephen Williams is in first, Dave Douglas second, two points down. Riley Curtis, seven points off the lead. Matty Ray, 11 off the lead. 14 off the lead is Matt Hunter. 16 off the lead is Griffiths and Koch. 18 off the lead is Micklemore. 9, 21 off the lead is Martin. And Danny G in 10th is 22 off the lead. Next, we head to Milwaukee for the mile, where we will have the trucks racing once more. 
Next up, we head to the Thunder for the third round of the season at Richmond, the short track that thinks it's a speedway. Ruben Phelps would snag his first pole position just ahead of Hamish Gallagher in second. As is so often the case, the short tracks at short tracks we saw our fair share of cautions, with the flagman pulling out the yellow ten times over the 112 laps. But while the track was green, the action was fast and furious. We also saw a heap of different strategies play out throughout the cautions, with drivers opting for track position over fresh tyres. This caused some fantastic action on the restarts, with cars dicing between cars with old tyres and new. And as the race got to the tail end, we saw another green-white checker and a cracker of a finish. Cracker of a finish with the Mitch cars of Josh Micklemore and Hamish Gallagher taking out first and second, but the battle for third had to be viewed to be believed, as Matty Raymond took home P3, a frog's hair ahead of Gary Wellman in fourth. Foster ended up in P5. A big shout out to Brenton West, who started five laps down after a technical issue and got back on the lead lap and ended up finishing in P7. In Wilco Watch, we saw the man, the myth, the legend, gets his... P14 at the end of the race. Keep up the good work, mate. Championship looks like this after three rounds. Matty Ray in first, Micklemore next, nine points down, Gallagher 17 points off the lead, Carol Walden 20 off the lead, Brenton West 21 points down, Norman Clark 29 points down, Griffithson Williams 30 down, Finley 37 downs, and Matty Hunter P10 38 off the lead. And finally tonight, we head to the Cup for round two of the chase. Richmond would see Jason Martin pull off a masterclass, taking out pole position, fastest lap, most laps led, and the win, showcasing once more that on his night there are few who can beat him. But the race was not that cut and dry. We saw 126 laps of green flag running, meaning green flag stops were needed. But once the yellow fort fell, we saw cautions breeding cautions for the final few laps. The marbles on the outside caused a few issues for drivers. We saw some fantastic saves, but also heartbreak for others. The big scalps to fall were the DPR cars of Pearson and Dyson, who had a horror of a night after their cracking win last time out. We would see the third green-white checker of the week, and Martin's teammates of Josh Micklemore and Hamish Gallagher taking second and third meaning that Mitch Motorsport took out the first three rows of the race. Congratulations to the team. Edward Foster ended up finishing fourth, and Brenton Hobbo-Hobson ended up in P5. This means the cup looks like this after two rounds. Jason Martin takes the lead. Second, Pearson is one point back. Third, Gallagher seven points behind. Fourth for Foster, 14 off the lead. Fifth for Skurlock, 17 down. Sixth for Micklemore, 20 off the lead. Seventh for, Gall for Carol Walden, 29 off the lead. Danny G in eighth. 31 off the lead, and in 10th place we have Manny Ray, 38 off the lead, Luke Traher, 41 off the lead. So the chase will continue at the Great Coliseum of Bristol next time out. You can catch all the action on FGME Cast, where we'll be broadcasting the races live Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, and of course you can catch them on the replay if you miss that. And of course, as ever, a big thank you to Locked On iRacing, the best place for Aussie online racing action. Thanks a lot, and back to you, chaps. And thanks for that, Carl. And while we're on a roll, let's go hear from Tim Harris himself talking about what happened in Ozpass. Take it away, Tim. 
Hi guys, Tim here from OzPass Pro Am Sim Series, bringing you the coverage from round number 10. Round number 10 originally scheduled for the Chicago Street Circuit, however, with such big grid sizes, was decided to be changed to the 24-hour Le Mans Circuit for this week's 20 and 40 minutes sprint race round. In a vast departure from everything else we've seen so far this season, the long straights and heavy braking zones would make for some interesting racing as the night went on. With just a 20 minute qualifying session, the drivers would have a limited amount of laps to be able to put a time on, on the book, with lucky drivers completing three laps, however, not everyone able to do that. At the conclusion of the session, Shane Van Gisbergen topped the timesheets with a 356.4 second lap, obtaining what must be the largest ever qualifying margin from first to second in Ozpass Pro-Am Sim Series history, as second place Scott Cray managed at 357.5, 1.1 seconds behind. Shane showing the Lamborghini's extra weight penalties was not slowing it down one bit, with a very closely contested top five being rounded out by Jack Wittes, Jack Boyd and Guy Lee. Lachlan Capel would continue his form at the top of the field of the amateur drivers, sitting in eighth place overall with a 358.3. All in all, 33 drivers would complete a qualification time, with a further six unable to complete a timed lap and surely thinking about a zero lap pit to try and gain an advantage where they could. As the field took green for the first of the 20 minute sprint races, our usual contenders would find their way to the pointy end of the field. Some notable movers including Matt Andrews from 22nd to 11th, Paul Mansell from 19th to 8th, and Mitchell Bolton from 10th up to 6th place. Jack Wittes, however, would see the chequered flag first, having led all five laps, followed closely by Shane Van Gisbergen, Jack Boyd, Jeff Connell and Scott Cray. Porsche driver Richard Brookfield starting from grid 28 would end up in 15th position landing him the number one grid spot for the 40 minute feature race which has an inverted top 15 from race 1. The 40 minute race would see ever changing battle packs with various fuel strategies coming into play and drivers constantly finding themselves racing other drivers on alternate strategies. Once again, Shane Van Gisbergen set in the fastest race time of a 357.0, a whopping 7 tenths faster than anyone else in the field. However, it was his fellow Lamborghini driver and Ross Rizzo who took the spoils having led all 10 laps. An almost flawless race gave him a 13 second advantage at the end of the 40 minutes over Maverick Benson, Mitchell Bolton being the first Porsche driver home in third place over the fast charging Shane Van Gisbergen in 4th, Jack Boyd the first of the BMW runners in 5th, followed by Michael Fabian, Adam Funslow and Lachlan Capel, our leading amateur driver in 8th position. With Richard Brookfield holding on to 9th position over Guy Leach rounding out the top 10. This would leave Shane Van Gisbergen at the top of the drivers standing in the pro class over Jack Boyd, Ross Rizzo, Jack Wittes and Luke Turner. Scott Gray sitting in 6th position over Joshua Fitt, Jeff Connell, Matt Cartleone and Maverick Benson. With Scott Cray being the main benefactor of the round position-wise, moving from 8th position up to 6th position. However, Shane Van Gisbergen would now hold a 200-point lead over Jack Boyd, with two rounds still in play. A strong race one result kept Daniel Webster at the top of the amateur class standings over Lachlan Capel. However, with only 130 points between the two drivers and 900 points still up for grabs, the amateur championship is still considered to be wide open, with Matt Andrews, Tim Harris and Dale Carpenter maintaining their third through fifth positions. Great race results from Chris Sturdy and Sam Lehman saw both drivers jump up into sixth and seventh position respectively, with Sam Lehman perhaps taking the biggest jump with three 
positions overall, with Derek Orty, Daniel Chaney and Aaron Lawler rounding out the top 10. Strong results for both Maverick Benson and Shane Wallace saw Team Injectors Online Racing 2 take the team's championship lead back from Boyd Racing, with TechSense Fitzy Motorsports Matt Andrews and Daniel Chaney holding on to third position. Team Ozpass of Matt Cartleone and Sam Lehman jumping one to fourth, with Porsche drivers Joshua and Luke Fit bumping up into the top five as well. With the penultimate round of the championship being at the Zandervoort circuit, the success penalties were tallied, the big performer being the Porsche, which gained seven kilos, bringing its total ballast up to 16 kilos. The Lamborghini only adding three kilos this week, up to a total of 35 kgs. The BMW remaining stationary at 24 kilos. Kgs and a disappointing round for the Ferrari saw 10 kgs removed, bringing them back to zero. With the ballast sure to play a part at the Zandvoort circuit, where qualifying will be oh so important as passing will be risky at best. As always, we'd like to thank Computer Technology Corporation, Simrigs.com, HJ Plant Repairs, Phoenix Smokers, and 93PC. Be sure to tune into FGM Ecar 7:45 Australian Eastern Standard Time on a Tuesday. With both pro and amateur championships looking like they're going to head to the wire, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. So once again, thanks to all the Ozpass Pro-Am Sim Series admin team and sponsors for bringing us this great series. Until next week, enjoy all the new updates and enjoy your iRacing. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. You absolute legend. I hope you go uh, even better. And look, he's just doing so well in there. Third in amateur most of the time. So well done, mate. Um, look out for him racing on, I think it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night anyway. But go check out those parts. It's Tuesday night. I know that for sure. Why am I double second guessing myself? That is the results for this week. It's been a long one. Thank you, everyone who hung around. Thank you to, like I said, driversclub.net.au, 24-7 race control, brewster.coffee, CD Synthography. Thank you to my absolutely amazing guests, Braden Martin, not guests, hosts, Braden Martin and Alex McKellar. It's been a long night. We've been sitting here for a long time. Uh, you guys are legends. Uh, Alex, where can people find your content, mate? And where can people find your stuff? And what do you got coming up? Well, just uh, season 25 of uh, Sunday Night Lights coming up as of week one, uh, season four, uh, over at Top Split TV is where you'll find us. Uh, Corey Steinhauser and myself, the chaotic one, will be back again. Uh, he's long-time partner in crime over there and looking forward to a, a big bumper season, hoping we can get some more ANZ drivers out there to join us. Definitely. What about you, Braden Martin? What do you got planned for the week that is week 13? And then where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash the 1D Wade. I've been a bit slack on the streams lately. Um, but now we've got this new room set up. I'll uh, hopefully be able to have everything running nice and smoothly. Uh, got another new mic now. So hopefully that will solve the problem of some of the audio issues I was having. Um, and also now that I've got a bit of a desk set up, I can actually play some other games as well. So I'll try and get a few more streams here and there. Maybe not so much just iRacing. I know there's a couple of games I wouldn't mind having a crack at coming up. Maybe the new 2K game, maybe a, maybe a new FIFA, some Halo, some uh, FPSs. I know the other Alex, Mr. Alex John himself, <laughs> is trying to bait me into some Tarkov. <laughs> we'll see how oh, we go. Oh, mate, come and get us. Come and get us. <laughs> it's good um, stuff. If you want to hear me talk about anything else, uh, probably the football coming up this weekend. My team in a prelim final. I'll be heading to the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night with a chance at grand final, uh, a grand final spot. Uh, you can talk hear me talking about that at Braden Talks on Twitter. 
Excellent. So you can find my content over Locked On Lads on Twitch, on Facebook, uh, and Locked On Lads YT on YouTube, which has just gone off the boil at the moment because of my life. Uh, but also, look, definitely the Discord. Jump in there. LockedOnLads.com slash Discord is the place to get get us, all of us. You're going to have a chat about whatever's going on in your life. That's the, the main place to be right now. Uh, but Locked On Lads on Facebook, go give us a like over there and, and that kind of stuff as well. Um, as for content, I'm trying to, I've been just hitting No Man's Sky whenever I've got a, a, a spare moment at the moment. So that's what I'm doing. I might even stream some sometime. It'll just Do you ever find the, uni- the center of the universe, mate? I'm on my <laughs> way there. I'm doing a permadeath run at the moment and I've got my ship to the point where I can do jump pretty much the max i've just got to look for one more hyperdrive thing but um on the way to the earth in permadeath mode uh which has been a journey so it's been a few times i've bitten off a bit more than i could chew and almost lost the save and then one time where i fell through the freighter uh which was a very quick kill the game before it quickly died <laughs> and lost my save so um yeah it's been fun but i'll i'm enjoying it i'm really enjoying it for the for the first time since it came out five years ago so uh, there's that. I definitely am tempted by Tarkov. Um, I'll let you know if I can find a, a time Mate, on my schedule. get in there. Get in there. AJ yes. and I get around and die an awful lot. So it'd be good to laugh <laughs> at someone at else for a change. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good at that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the schedule for tomorrow night. Bristol is starts at 8. If it finishes after 9, that's when the servers go down. So I don't know what's going on there. But, um uh, Tarkov's going on, mate. Hit us up. Okay, cool. I'll let you know if, if it gets cancelled and we'll do that. But Thursday night is an interesting one. We were probably going to do some Clayton Davies um, dirt stuff if I could get a chance, but I, I'm now half tempted to practice Lime Rock. and then. But I'll, I'll be around to stream, so I don't know. We might even just play some Tarkov or something like that since there's no Aussie car. We'll see what happens. We'll find out what happens on Thursday night when it happens, but I'll be there probably streaming. But thank you, everyone, who's listening to us. Thank you, everyone, who... Uh, is chatting with us, is getting in the Discord and all that kind of stuff. You guys are all legends. Uh, we'll be back next week with more stuff, and we are closing in on school holidays, so we have got some uh, get some interviews lined up for you all as well. You'll see probably till the end of the year, just sort of not much change, just floating around with a few ideas and things like that. Uh, we're, we're preparing everything for next year. That's when we're we're sort of aiming to make a few changes, some big changes. But thank you, everyone, who's put us through got us to this far um this is Braden. we just did this is our second full season is that the numbers or it's yeah yeah i think so yeah uh anyway thank you everyone and we'll catch you next week have a good one bye for now